I feel like every week I come on here and I keep saying like social media is fake, but I feel like I kind of even got a better point to stand on and prove my point this week, right? Because I was watching um, Dreamville Fest and Moneybag Yo, fucking Lil Baby, who else was performing? It was a list of people, but those was the main two that stood out to me the most because they're so big on social media. Their relationships go viral. All these things, whatever the case may be. But then I'm watching them in this festival crowd. And it may be like to a default because J. Cole has a different type of audience. And you can kind of judge it from when Moneybag Yo and when Lil Baby perform and even when Ari Lennox perform. And that made me just be like, damn, this nigga J. Cole crowd is really his crowd. Like, don't get it twisted. People were still rapping the money bag shit and the little baby shit word for word. They were still fucking with them. But it was a difference between, like, when them Dreamville artists was performing and when anybody else was performing. And then not even just to compare and just, and I, I can even keep it in the street shit where it was like, DJ Drama had a gangster grill set, so which consisted of Young Jeezy, T.I., and Lil Wayne, right? And I can still see the difference between Jeezy and Moneybag. And Moneybag probably was my biggest maybe beef because Little Baby was a way better performer. And as you kind of can see when them two perform, because they perform right after each other, Moneybag performed first and then Little Baby. And you can still see the huge difference in those two. But then when that's when I say social media is so fake because if you just kind of look at like um, how popular Moneybag is on social media shit even how popular his girlfriend is and i'll get into her a little bit later in the episode but it just shows you it's kind of like man, that social media shit can be so misleading because when it's time to come in the real world it's like do the people do real people actually interact with you just as much as the social media shit and of course you can like i said i don't know if i want to say like it was money back out of his element because nigga jeezy is a a 20 plus year artist and he's older because even drama did in his set. He was like, man, if you was born in 1990 or in the 90s, make some noise. And like majority of the crowd was going crazy. So I'm kind of even thinking like peak Jeezy was like, oh, what? Oh, three, oh, six. I can't remember. Like, so I don't necessarily even know like how many of those people were there. Like, I don't know. I know Atlanta rappers when they get popular in North Carolina, that is like their first stomping ground. Like they stomp hard in North and South Carolina. So I kind of get that shit. But it's just like, oh, I don't know. Like, and I fuck with Moneybag and I fuck with Lil Baby, but I'm just like comparing them and just wondering like, can social media, the glitz and glams kind of fuck up our faves for later? Cause I'm even just watching them perform and I'm like, bro, like y'all niggas got dances and some more shit. T.I. Wayne and Jeezy, none of them niggas had no dances or none of that shit. Like them niggas was just, they was just there and they had those records. They just rung off like... Man, Lil Wayne could like literally hold the mic out and motherfuckers was rapping lollipop word for word. Bro. I'm a diehard Wayne fan. I couldn't tell you not a word to lollipop besides let, 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 let me lick the I don't like nah, Joe. So it was like I'm just looking at all of this shit and I'm just comparing it and I'm just like mm, I really wonder like how bad is social media gonna fuck up your face? Because it then it makes me wonder like, do you stop working so as hard? Because do you take your foot off the gas because social media, like you got songs that go viral, like Moneybag Yo's had a lot of songs that go viral. But then I'm like, dude, that shit really kind of um, incorporated in the ticket sales and shit like that. And it's just the crazy thing is, I guess what was cool. And this is one of the reasons why I really fuck with like 
Joe Button when it comes to like interviewing. He was interviewing Fredo Bang, and this is just to kind of even get y'all to know like that even pre uh, pre work my thoughts up previously or like early in the week, right? I was watching the Joe, and they was talking about and he uh doing tours compared to doing festivals. And Fredo Bang was telling Joe, he was like, man, I'm probably getting like forty thousand, like, and I know not to even go over forty. I'm forty is my comfortable spot right now. I'm getting forty thousand to do festivals, but. He was telling Joe he at the place where he kind of like he said he had a conversation with Future and Future was like yeah you're a festival artist it's cool nothing wrong with that like touring may not be for you but Fredo Bang kind of like no I want to go on tour but right now the only thing niggas is offering him to go on the tour I think it was like to open up for somebody else it was like twenty five hundred so think about what I'm saying <clears throat> from forty thousand to twenty five hundred that's a huge nigga that's a huge difference but he was still contemplating on doing it because and this is again why I said this is when I appreciate Joe when they were saying like he kind of broke it down where it's like the artists on those festivals though they don't even get credited for those hard ticket sales because and, I, and they was calling it like tour history so it kind of just like it's basically like a resume on like what cities have you sold tickets at you know like if you do I guess do um Eventbrite or you do Ticketmaster where they can kind of keep a record of how many tickets you have sold doing those festivals don't count for none of the artists as a hard ticket sale so they can't get different sponsorships they can't get bigger venues because it's kind of like it's up in the air it's up for debate nobody really know how many people you can pull out on your own so so for him to even kind of and i fuck with fredo bank for even saying like he i'm thinking about taking it but i'm just trying to figure out when is a good time to because and plus because he's been in and out of jail a lot of his career so he's still trying to like you know realistically he's saying it without saying it. he don't want to miss out on too many of these forty thousand dollar dates um they just go on, up on tour with somebody for 2500 because he even said like i feel like i'm gonna open it like i need to open up i need to get my feet wet on actually going out on tour before i even think about jumping out there doing my own shit and don't get me wrong i think money bag yo has done tours but i think money bag yo is like for people here in the dmv he's a he's a bliss nightclub motherfucker and for people who probably i'm saying, sure people outside of the dmv y'all seen how big the video i mean how big bliss is because you've seen a video go viral i promise you, i'm never in my life talking about none of that type of stuff um so you you see how big that club is and that's like normally when money bag yo comes to the dmv that is his go-to spot so that venue may realistically hold like maybe on all levels maybe like three thousand people i don't know i, I haven't like ba maybe back in the day before they put up all the walls and all this other shit maybe could get a little bit more than three thousand but let's just say three thousand realistically comfortably like three thousand compared to fucking i'm gonna say that dreamville shit look like that shit was like sixty thousand people easily like you couldn't even see where the shit stopped and where it ended and it was just like that trout that crowd control that j cole had like you he knew these motherfuckers was here to see him where you can tell I'm watching Moneybag Yo perform, and you can kind of tell he was kind of lost on really what he wanted to perform. Like, and then I'm kind of realizing, like, oh, this nigga really don't got that many, excuse me, don't got that many hits for real. Like, he might realistically still got like a, tw a 20 minute strong set. And if you a diehard Moneybag Yo, he may got 45 minutes for you, a worth of shit that people know. But if you go on his Instagram, and this is what I say, social media is fake. Because if I go on his Instagram, he looked like nigga. He been five times platinum. He's a Grammy award. Like he looked like he can live up to that like social media status of being a successful rapper. But I'm just like in the back of my mind, I just know men. We have egos. We got pride. We are fucking competitors. So when does the competitor come into you and make you want to be? And this when I will tie in the DMV aspect for me when I'm looking at like Wale and I'm looking at even like Ari always complaining about. <clears throat> 
been on the label. Like I don't, she never kind of make it direct. Like she went off of um, Dreamville or she just went off. I think maybe, I think her shit is under Atlantic or something. I don't know if that's her real beef. Like what's her real beef? Cause I'm looking at like one, she looked amazing. All right, Lennox, I did not, she got a fucking wagon on her. Um, but you kind of don't know, like what's the, uh, like, when does your ego kick in? Like, especially somebody like Wally. I text my brothers because they was watching the joint too. And I'm like, damn, I wonder when do like niggas like what say like because that class, it was like Wale, Big Sean, what Drake and Kendrick, right? Let's be real. Kendrick Lamar can do the same exact thing. I'm I'm not I'm not that much of a Kendrick Lamar hater that can sit here and be like, he can't do the same. He can do the same exact thing. Drake already does the same exact thing, like on all fucking levels, touring, festivals, all that shit. And it's kind of be like, damn, when does Wale be like Fuck, I need to do one in the DMV. And that kind of go back into, I guess, that like that shit with the Broccoli City shit. Like, fuck, no shade to them, but fuck them. Do your own shit. Like, me as a competitor, I came into with these niggas. Like, they did like GQ magazine together. I think Kid Cudi was on there with them too. But it's just like, when do you be like, I want to do my own shit? When does that shit motivate you to be like, damn, maybe I need to even drop out more music? Because even when I'm looking at it leading up to that, fucking for people who don't know, Dreamville put out a Gangsta Grill mixtape. Like, and I'm small, that shit was like actually like a mixtape. They wasn't freestyling over Unvers other people's songs but those songs was like no hook no nothing they was just niggas was just on there rapping niggas was like aggressively rapping just rapping rapping for real but that shit even to me and my brain is all over the place but it's going to stay in this subject matter i even when i'm looking at j cole i'm not i kind of even kind of looked at drake a little side eye when it was like damn j cole actually has a rap crew like in his set he had like three songs that i know no like of him and his rap niggas, like the niggas who are signed to him, and they are rap crew. The niggas was like ten deep on that fucking stage, and these and I know so I'm like, damn, but this is my first time ever seeing him because I, I don't really watch videos like that, so I haven't never watched the videos, but I listen to those songs. Like I have some of those Dreamville songs on my gym playlist, so I'm just putting faces to now. The only thing I would say is like a lot of them niggas signed to Dreamville don't look like superstars, but J Cole is still giving them an undeniable platform. And an undeniable platform where I'm saying, like, I watched Ari Lennox and she was up that motherfucker for like a good 30, 40 minutes performing, and the fucking crowd knew her shit word for word. And I'm talking about, and that's the thing I love about the camera. Like, I'm just paying attention to like when they're panning out the people, like how they're like, like fanning out and singing these songs word for word. And it's like, I do hear Ari complain a lot. And I sometimes I wonder, like, do she realize? how blessed she probably is coming up under that umbrella because i'm sure it's a lot of motherfuckers especially a lot of female r&b singers who would probably give their fucking left arm to get that type of response in such a early part of their career like you're not even five albums in or no shit like that so it's kind of like damn like that shit kind of blew me and then rico nasty was on that one as well and i'm kind of just wondering just again me being just a dmv like native and i kind of really like low-key y'all you can hear in the conversational pieces i love the area that we're from but i do feel like it's so much bitch assness when it comes to this area like people and again i think we talked about this last week and that shit kind of frustrated me like bro y'all like get famous and like move away from here like bro this ain't a super like it has of course every major city has their pockets where shit gets violent but bro you can literally drive 45 minutes away and be in the middle of nowhere like nigga, i feel like i live in no in the middle of nowhere and it's at least a cool fucking 20 or 30 minutes you can go a little bit further and really be in like in trump town nowhere where it's like niggas on a fucking farm 
so when I just that shit just really upsets me, and I'm just looking at it like, damn, when do the competitiveness like in Wale? Like I literally called one of my homeboys, like we got a mutual friend. I'm like, bro, next time you talk to Wale, ask that nigga when he gonna be stop being scared to do a festival. He just get to laugh. And I'm like, no, bro, go watch that J Cole shit. For people who haven't seen it, if you are a fan of J Cole or you just like festivals and that that the way they recorded Amazon Prime does an amazing job at um recording these live events. Like the camera angles, the sound quality. Like I really felt like I was there. I was not even gonna hold you. I was gonna come on this motherfucking lie to y'all and act like I went to that motherfucker. That's how much I actually felt like I was there. Like I didn't have to leave my home and didn't have to be around sixty thousand other motherfuckers, um, to actually enjoy this whole festival the entire weekend. And then even the time frame, like that time frame was almost perfect for people who like working class motherfuckers. Boom, I come in the house like, hey, something cool. I'm really catching the people I want to see again. Like on Saturday, it was little baby and it was money back, yo. Um, or fucking Sunday, it was fucking Ari Lennox, and then it was the Gangster Girl set, then it was J. Cole. But just to watch this nigga, like, he can sit down in the crowd, the sea of fucking phones, like, that entire time, like, watching people perform, the only other person who had that many fucking phones out when Jeezy did Soul Survivor. And that kind of even, and not even just to shit on, even just, like, giving money back, yo, a hard time, don't get it twisted. T.I. is a legendary act, but T.I.'s thin a catalog, because first thing me and my brother was like, why Jeezy going first? But T.I. really don't, because and and one of my brothers was like, dude, what fucking T.I. mixtape do he got with DJ Drama? Because realistically, T.I. was one of the original people before Jeezy had Trap or Die. T.I. did do a Gangster Girl mixtape, but Gangster Girls wasn't Gangster Girl until Trap or Die. And DJ Drama even said that in his set, he was like, I, I wouldn't be the DJ that I am to do the fucking Wayne drought shit if it wasn't for Trap or Die. Like, Trap or Die set up the the fucking trampoline for fucking DJ drama to be DJ drama. Gangsta Grills is Gangsta Grills because Trap or Die. And, and, and most people probably, you, even if you're from fucking New York or wherever you're from fucking up fucking north, you'll be hard pressed to tell me three other mixtapes that you feel like is better than Trap or Die. And the reason why you probably really can't argue because a lot of Trap or Die is a lot of Jeezy's first project too. Don't get it's it's still it's songs on Trap or Die. It's not on Jeezy's first album, but a lot of Jeezy's first album was on Trap or Die, because at that time, like he, that's how niggas had to get hot. But it was still a classic project, and I'm just looking at Ti. Like Ti had to actually perform all radio songs, and I'm like, no, this nigga Jeezy is really performing all mixtape shit, and niggas is really going word for word for him. And he went into not just that mixtape, DJ Drama and fucking. Jeezy got a couple of gangster grill joints. You can't ban the snowman. Fucking um, what's the other joint? What's the blue one? Street dreams. And then they did the one after him and Jeezy had their fallout for a minute. And they came back with uh, what was it like Trapper Dive three or two? And them shits, none of them shits didn't slap like the the original, like the first three ones, like can't ban the snowman, street dreams, and trapper die. Those are like to me the classic three gangster grill joints. But people still knew some of the other Jeezy songs, and I'm like, nigga, I'm a diehard Jeezy fan. I like, I've heard this song before, but I didn't know it so I can rap it word for word. And niggas was out there fucking with Snowman. I was like, yeah, I was happy. Like niggas was fucking with Snowman. They was really rapping that shit word for word, and that shit kind of got me excited. But I kept going back to like Money Bag, and I'm like, damn, social media is really setting these niggas up for failure. And that kind of, and I had this same conversation when it goes into the torn and then it goes into festival niggas. I feel that way about the baby, the baby, strongly. He's a huge festival artist. He has the energy. And don't get it twisted. My brother's been telling me like, 
a lot of that shit is energy. And, and, and that's why the baby is such a big performer on those festival stages because he brings a shitload of energy. He's jumping up and down. And even when you're trying to watch like T.I. and Wayne, Jeezy wasn't jumping up. He was not doing none of that shit. Jeezy is too cool for school for any of that type of shit. But Wayne and T.I. was jumping up and down around the stage. Like Wayne, for him to have such a huge catalog and he can still kind of know a lot of them songs. He don't know all of them because trust me, he did not go into his gangster grill shit at all besides like maybe the intro to one of them Jones. Like he nigga was playing straight radio hits. And again, that's why I kind of even give Jeezy even more fucking, he stuck to the script. But like this is, we supposed to do gangster grill shit. But again, Wayne and T.I. was jumping up and down. That made me think like, oh yeah, the best, the baby does that shit. And he does it at a younger pace. So his jumps are way higher, way stronger. Cause you can see like T.I., and y'all know I'm always gonna get like a dad by like Jeezy. Put that weight back on. Jeezy been in that gym heavy had that baby. He definitely threw that fucking dad uh, weight back on. DJ Drama, y'all always talking shit about Bow Wow. DJ Drama's built the same way fucking little Bow Wow. Like DJ, give DJ Drama and he in a happy new relationship. Get DJ Drama like two more years in that re- same relationship. He gonna be looking like DJ Khaled in a second. Um, and real quick, and just a sidebar, just because I'm just talking about conversations I was having over the weekend. My brother was like, damn, that'd be a good-ass versus Jones, DJ Khaled versus DJ Drama. And I told my brother, I said, nigga, DJ Drama will wash DJ Khaled. Don't, because I feel like a lot of DJ Khaled big songs at the moment, like, all we do is when we heard people perform, all we do, like T-Pain perform, I think, like, all we do is when T-Pain performed a lot of those Khaled songs, because he was on a lot of those hooks when he did his verses. And don't get me wrong, a lot of them Little John songs were still bigger because they was more, like, culturally. Like, DJ Khaled's just, like, a moment. It was cool, but they wasn't, like... DJ Drama can play that fucking Lil Wayne, um, Cannon, Cannon, and, and uh, 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 Cannon, Cannon. He can play that shit, and niggas, that shit probably beat nine. That shit might, let's be, if, if, I don't know how far a lot of y'all go back on mixtape shit, but if you are a real mixtape Lil Wayne fan, Lil Wayne performing Cannon versus Rihanna and fucking Bryson Tiller, um, Wow, wow thoughts like if you're a real rap fan, I'm that cannon shit may hit harder for you. Shit, you may be even be like fucking Lil Wayne, Georgia, Georgia when he went on when he was dissing Georgia Bush, that shit may hit harder for you than fucking um that wild thoughts jump. So it's just it probably depends on who you are and your taste of music and how long you've actually been loving music. But that shit again, my hats go off to J. Cole, bro. Watching that festival just made me really be like, damn, I gotta get this nigga way more fucking credit because this fucking festival was awesome. And this nigga is like a real, like, he's a fucking crowd controller, bro. Like, and he don't have like big ass club songs, but the crowd still, like, you can see that shit in their face. Like, they felt like when that song came out, that shit really meant something to them. That energy, like, you felt like you could tell, like, their connection with this nigga is different, different. And I respect niggas who can touch people in that level of, like, intimacy. Like, nigga, you can, like, just, like, y'all got to think about, like, so let's use, like, somebody like Jasmine Sullivan. Shout out to Jasmine Sullivan. She finally won her first Grammy. And y'all know I came on this motherfucker and gave that album like a whole the, the deluxe and the fucking regular version like an hour breakdown separately so shout out to jasmine sullivan but just think about if y'all have ever seen jasmine sullivan probably perform a few years ago she's in a smaller intimate setting right but j cole made a festival feel like an intimate setting and that even speaks to him performing at 10 p.m his dock outside excuse me so everybody got their fucking phones on you can really just it's late your drug my little brother even pointed that shit like, man, niggas, drugs starting to weigh off. Niggas is really starting to feel more emotional. So just imagine how a nigga can make an intimate 
uh, spot that may be holding like 50 to 100 people feel compared to like this 60,000. Yeah, I don't want to harbor on that too much longer. Um, but yeah, just I was very impressed by J. Cole. Like, I'm I have a new found um respect for him. And I just even thinking of just like how much money that probably brings in for the city of fucking uh where, where they do it in Fayetteville, right? No, they do it in Fayetteville, North Carolina, I believe. I'm don't I'm not 100% positive, but it doesn't matter. Any parts in North Carolina, that shit still brings in a shitload of money. And that brings in money like don't get me wrong, I'm sure the traffic is horrible, but I'm sure like for the bars, the Uber drivers, the fucking I don't know if they got metro out there, but just everybody like that brings the economy so much money and that's again why i'm saying me as just a real i guess what you call it a washingtonian whatever i always just like i'm just and it's a competitor bro you always want that type you want to strive for greatness like when it comes to podcasting y'all can hear me you know how like i'm i'm a passionate person when it comes to just like competition like i don't want to be fucking second i don't like don't i'm just don't aim for just like the the fucking the shortcomings so it's just like I, I always like I definitely like I don't know when I'm gonna have that conversation, but I definitely gotta have that com- type of conversation with Wale because it, even I'm, like I I think Wale is more of a competitor than Big Sean because I feel like Big Sean is one of them niggas like he's complacent with who he is, but me just seeing enough interviews from Wale, he wants to be one of those guys, and I think that type of shit, submitting that type of legacy and building that because I feel like that festival can live even longer than j cole you get what i'm saying like it, it can have a run like think about how long woodstock's been going um long and the festival thing is new but like woodstock or Lollapalooza, like i feel like those are two of the older ones that's been around for um for decades and i think with shout outs to quest love i think he won he did was that whatever he won a, a fucking oscar for it was for a documentary on a fucking festival i want to was it i can't remember what festival it was for because i didn't um I didn't watch it because it was probably like on HBO Max or some one of them shit you got paid for. And I'm just like, nah, bro. But um, but he did a journal festivals and festivals can live on forever. Like, look at Tyler the Creator. Tyler the Creator has carved like, bro, it's, I'm gonna play that clip of Tyler. I fuck with Tyler the Creator. And, I, and I'm glad, and not just because, and that kind of, okay, matter of fact, that's a good tr- transition. We can stay here because DJ Drama won his first Grammy because Tyler the Creator is such a big artist where he could turn an album into a gangster grills project dj drama was on this nigga album talking cash shit like a fucking mixtape he was being dj drama mix of the thanksgiving he got a grammy for banning fucking self dog and that by far to me if you want some talking about like i'm not on one of those artistic shit so that other travis i mean that other Tyler the Creator shit. I ain't never listened to that shit. This shit right here, nigga. I listened to that shit. And I know I came on here and told y'all like that shit made. He even got the classic verse from fucking Wayne, bro. Like he made that shit. Like he even got a joint with NBA YoungBoy. Like nigga, and that shit sound like amazing. Like Tyler the Creator is in like a different space and pocket. And matter of fact, while we speaking on Tyler the Creator, because I didn't talk about it last week, for people who are familiar with the clips, I am Nego. He it wasn't the clips, right? I, or is he the Baven Ape nigga? I can't remember. It don't matter. It's one of the fucking um one of Pharrell's foreign friends got a project. But anyway, it has a song with ASAP Rocky and Tyler the Creator. They freestyling over um matter of fact, they freestyling over oh Neptune. So I know he had to make the Neptune shit. Now now I'm 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 not I'm I am i i got to stop acting dumb act like I know about something about some fucking music. He definitely um 
he freestyled over because I remember, yeah, the Neptunes, the Pharrell did do uh, like a boss or Slim Thug, and they did, yeah, they freestyled over these jumps real quick. Okay, 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 like I, I'm and then Tyler created kind of held his dick on fucking DJ Khaled trolled him again because remember when Khaled, not this last Tyler the Creator album, but the one before that when him and Khaled dropped on the same day and again this kind of goes into our conversation when I was talking about Nicki with the numbers thing. DJ Khaled is a numbers nigga, and Tyler the Creator had to humble him, and then that's when DJ Khaled tried to come out like well, how he get number one. You don't never you don't hear people riding around listening to that shit. Yeah, you probably could have said that about that old Tyler John. I don't know about this last Tyler John. But he went back and he dumped in that bag like, yeah, nigga. Remember y'all said boom, boom, boom. Yeah, suck my dick, nigga. How about that? And he had and and, and I fuck with Tyler the Creator because he his like that video. He real kind of like teetering that line or like he could have did a whole collab album with Lil Nas X. He got the turquoise nails painted and he just popping his shit. I fuck with Tyler for that shit because he just he's just him. Like that's one thing nobody can never question. Tyler the Creator has always been Tyler the fucking Creator since the first time you ever seen this nigga on YouTube eating a fucking cockroach and hanging himself. Like he's always been him. So I can respect somebody who can become rich off of being himself and don't have to be like this made up person. And I think that's what social media kind of kills nigga on because it's just like it's champion all of just the um the glitz and glamour shit. And I can tie that shit into the city girls. Love JT. I love Young Miami, bro. That Fabio Foreign song was fucking horrible. And then and Young Miami get mad and she get on like, damn. When I was playing the clip, y'all was on it. Yeah, bitch. Everybody know how to finesse them clip shits. Them sixty seconds never sound like. But matter of fact, for her to come on and fucking tweet her stupid fingers and sit here and say y'all was feeling this when I played the clips, nigga. We be feeling the clips on the TikTok songs too, and then them songs be fucking trash. The fuck are you talking about? Bro, that shit is horrible, and that's something I told y'all this shit. Um, I called this shit a month ago. Niggas was going dick ride the fuck out of Fabio form, and that shit is sad and it's clear as day. But nobody don't want to say something. And this is when I hate women. We be like, because it just be like y'all pick and choose which y'all want to be combative about and which y'all want to fucking get in a outrage for. Bro, call a spade a fucking spade. Like, bro, Nicki Minaj just dropped the song with this nigga, and fucking Mary J. Blige and fucking Kanye. Like, get this nigga a breath real quick. He about to drop his album this Friday. I apologize if my voice cracking a little bit because I'm definitely I ain't I haven't threw up in God knows how long and I didn't whatever that's too much TMI I didn't literally throw up like four times before fucking even recording, um, but that shit was blowing me and I was just like dog this shit is trash and nobody gonna sit here and call this out and say this shit is garbage and don't get it twisted and the fucked up part about it and that, and I feel like this shit always happened to Fabio, but when it came to his part he bugged the fuck out but the song was ass. And this is again, and this is some social media shit. You see, these bitches probably like, oh, what's hot? What's right now? And, she, and then she had nerve, like, oh, my my boo said this was the hot. bro. Diddy is your nigga. What's the last hot thing, Diddy? I came. I'm gonna keep coming on this motherfucking asking y'all. What's the last fucking hot thing that Diddy had his name attached to that we give a fuck about? You talking about he told you this was your best verse, bitch? Is that hard? That shit was trash. And, and he don't know shit about spending or nothing. And that's not y'all. And that's bro. This is again. 
when people you gave up on your lane already. And I told y'all, I told y'all literally when I was talking to fucking Mike, what was that? A week ago or two weeks ago, and I told y'all that twerking shit was dead. And that was the perfect example. For, bro, I love when I'm fucking right and I be knowing what the fuck I'm talking about so y'all can know why the fuck y'all listen to me and why I'm the fucking voice of the fucking town. I told y'all that twerking shit was over and the fucking city girls already waved their white flag of twerking is dead. Bitches gonna twerk or whatever, but actually making music for bitches to shake their ass, that shit is can. How y'all bitches go from fuck niggas and scamming and all this other shit, now y'all got ops and y'all spending. Bitch, since when? Name a fucking time. When they start, like, that shit is corny. I told y'all I got even, and Nikki, and Nikki went crazy. Nikki had balls on that shit with her and Fabio, and I kind of made it, and I might have missed all on them shits last week when we was talking about that shit, or I skimmed through it, I don't know. But when she said, nigga, I got some of the best shooters around me, and they don't play for the Knicks, I was like, holy shit, she's going fucking nana. So, but this is what I'm telling you. You, you, like, come on, young Miami, get the fuck out of here. City girls, stop. Hang it the fuck up. But guess what I'm telling you? Social media will not allow them to hang it up, because you know why? They take good pictures. All, they got popular relationships. Well, we're going to talk about this in two seconds because JT may be calling her shit quits because she's fucking corny with Lil Uzi. But Young Miami, hold on to that Diddy shit because rapping, baby, I'm, your days is numbered. But the fucking fucked up part about it is where these new social media ass rappers can have it, you can just go do them, get on festivals. And as long as you got more than your fans, and that's all they do. You shitting on us. We regular working motherfuckers. Wow, big deal. You can shit on us. We pay fucking taxes. Who gives a fuck? But do you make good fucking music? How long is that shit gonna last? Because I be sometimes I be thinking rappers be forgetting, like, bro, the same way with like basketball niggas and athletes. It was a nigga who had a big contract just like you. Your shit may be a little bit bigger, but they fell off too. We talked about fucking Antoine. Like, y'all be watch what I'm telling you. Watch all these rappers, and that's and that's gonna be the worst fall off because people really gonna know you and know your name and know your face because you on social media all the time. For niggas like the Shock Boys, and even when Young Jock, like and Roscoe Dash, Roscoe Dash just fell off the bottom of the earth and got one of the biggest fucking songs of all times. No hands feature, Wale and Walker Flock, and Roscoe Dash walked in your fucking office tomorrow. You would not know who the fuck Roscoe Dash is, but guess what? You will always remember who Young Miami and JT is. So that fall off from Grace is gonna be so fucking nasty. And just remember, I called it for y'all, and it's not no shade to them, but it's just. For one, you giving up on your own lane. You can't give up. You you that you don't have. No, and Nicki Minaj said that shit in her Joe Button shit. When she was like, a lot of these new artists don't have no identity. And I felt like the city girls had an identity, but you are showing me now you're just trying to find anything that work. Like if I'm young Miami, you should have before you even drop that stupid bullshit song, whatever that song was, when she was talking about fucking niggas. Before you drop that trash ass song, you should have just worked, scrubbed the ground. You should still be promoting scrub the ground right now because that shit actually crank. But that's, again, that's what people, when that goes back into my conversation, I'm talking about Moneybag Yo, and he kind of looked like a fish out of water, like he really didn't know what his audience wanted from him. Or not his audience, but that audience. And that's perfect example. Like, how the city goes, I, I, y'all know I love Torculator. When Torculator first, before it even came out, I was playing the fucking snippets on here. So I fuck with them, but it's just perfect example. You're running away from your niche already because... Why are you doing drill beats talking about ops? That's not your fucking bag. That's corny as shit to me. But that just shows again what I was telling y'all. Just watch. Because the pretty, because the fucked up thing about it is now, it's pretty girls who really can rap. Perfect example, i.e. Mulatto. She's beautiful. She can rap her ass off. She got all the same. And that's, that's what's going to make it a little bit harder for Nikki. Because you got to think about it. Nikki at her prime, all she really had to deal with was Lil' Kim on a decline, Remy Ma on her way to jail, 
And Remy didn't look like Remy look right now. We can all be honest and say that. Remy Ma is fucking beautiful right now. She wasn't as beautiful then when Nikki was like really out here going crazy. But now it's just like, fucking, you got Light Skin Keisha. And of course, Light Skin Keisha is not as popular as all of them. But I mean, I feel like most of us love her. You got Light Skin Keisha. You got fucking Mulatto. You got fucking, um, who the fuck? You got Meg. You got fucking Cardi. You got fucking, and then you have even some of the young, like fucking Lady London. You got Flo Millie. You got so many other girls. And I'm talking about, and these is the ones I'm just rapping off the top of my head who kind of play in the, the, the sex appeal shit. But you still got other motherfuckers who can also fucking rap. Like, I'm just mad I'm drawing a blank right now. But it's a lot of fucking that line that Lotto had, the BBLs with no talent. But it's so many of them now. And it's so many. And the crazy thing is even for somebody like Nikki, you got to think about it, her whole time thing used to be just like my sons and how rich she was. But now all these bitches got the same watches and the same chains, the same furs. Like, you got to go extreme. Like, Nikki had to go extreme. Like, you're doing a, and that's, and this is the difference between like authentically who you are. I already heard the Nicki and Fabio song, and I loved it. Like I said, I, Nicki went crazy on that shit. I didn't like, really didn't even need Fabio, but I understood why she had him on there because she's out of touch. I told y'all that again when it's just running to the like. You want that drill sound? You fucked up with the little baby. Like the little baby shit was like the reach, and you should have never did that. But so can they try and make up to New York and trying to and to do the drill shit? Let me do it with the right person. But again, authenticity. Ding, no, bing, bong. Here comes Cardi B. Cardi B does. I told y'all when I told y'all about who Nikki should have got on the original shit instead of Lil Baby. K Flock. K Flock is in jail right now. Um, but K Flock, B Love, their whole little crew of Bronx drill niggas. Soon as I seen the clip of fucking Cardi with her fucking hair like a red bandana, big B's on her shit, I knew what time it was. But that's the difference between somebody trying to, to portray. And I, bro, I love Nikki. So I this this fucking take it's gonna kill me to make it but it's the real deal and i gotta be honest with y'all when i seen that cardi in the fucking middle of the bronx fucking doing the big blood dances and all the blood niggas behind her it made sense i didn't even need to hit a song i already knew that's her element let's be for people who don't know who cardi b really is bro cardi b's best friend when cardi b was really getting popular her best friend name is star fucking brim if you don't know what the fuck a brim is it's a fucking blood she's you can google her right now she got fucking picked up in the middle of the pandemic on a fucking rico charge for a conspiracy to be a gang leader bro that's who cardi b really fucking is don't ever get it fucked up so when you see her that shit is effortless for her her getting out there with a bunch of blood niggas and just banging on niggas, bro. That's who she really is. This other shit, this okur, all that, bro. That's the that's the pay. That's for the paycheck. That fucking baby shark shit. That's for the paycheck, bro. Who she really is, big B in it. Man, stop fucking Cardi B. Ain't one of them. Like, get cut it the fuck out. But that's my point of somebody who's authentically their self, where it makes sense. Cardi is Cardi. You don't even got. As soon as you see the video, you. Like, you didn't even think twice about it. You didn't think she was reaching or nothing, but you see, like, Nikki just is like, you can't be, like, you can't be trying to be the, like, the super rich motherfucker when it comes to drill music. That's not what, that's not what makes that music authentic. That's not why the kids love NBA Youngboy. Don't get it twisted. NBA Youngboy got chains, but that ain't the videos that got all the, he don't do all that shit. Them kids ain't loving him for that. They loved him when he was just in the video with a t with a one bony ass chain, a small ass t-shirt, and a big ass fucking Draco. Niggas love Pooh Shiesty. Free Pooh Shiesty. Like, bro, you can't, and that's, and this, and this is where I feel like this, that game of not being able to be authentic, 
authentic authentic to yourself it goes wrong because then you start reaching and then the reach is just clear as day it's just and, like, and listen i know because most i've heard all the fucking the big radio niggas in new york y'all niggas is pussy you niggas don't y'all already got pressed out by nikki and them so y'all don't want to put the girls together compare each other well nigga this is fucking hip-hop this is fucking black shit nigga we compare everything nigga. I, if i'm gonna come on this motherfucking compare snowfall and all that shit every week nigga welcome to the fucking dungeon this is what the fuck i'm telling you when you see Cardi, it's just a real, bro. It's just it's the it's the real version. It's the organic version. The other shit, the rest of y'all doing that shit is GMO. I think that's a, that's the fake shit. I can't. I don't fucking know. I ain't the brightest nigga in the fucking world, but I'm just calling a spade a fucking spade. With Cardi, listen to what I'm telling you. Just pay attention to the numbers on that Cardi shit. When Cardi dropped, when Cardi get on that fucking remix with K. Matter of fact, go on YouTube and just search K. Block right now. I'm sure. I think they probably did the. Like I said, I didn't even, I'm just watching the video. I didn't even listen to, I didn't even give a fuck what she was saying because I just got hype seeing her in the fucking Bronx and her just going crazy because that's the Cardi we fell in love with. You fell in love with Cardi outside just being Cardi. You fell in love with Cardi being in her grandmother's house fucking dancing in this little ass kitchen talking her shit. Like that's who that, she grew up with you on social media just being the same person. And the difference between Cardi and the rest of these bitches outside of Remy Ma, bro, Cardi B got like charges for beating bitches. I see, like, like this is who she is, bro. You you can go on YouTube and see Cardi B in fist fights before she was Cardi B. Like, getting busy fighting for a minute, not no quick little 60 second. No, she was in that outside and brawling with bitches. So, I, I, just a lot of y'all better hit the rewind button and try to figure out how to make that twerk shit work again. But it's going to be hard because the bar is getting higher and higher. Because the playing field is, is a BBL. 10, 20 racks now, nigga, we on a play. We on a, can you rap? Or Lady London, just a super beautiful, light-skinned, round-the-way-looking girl, give you, like, Lauren London vibes. Can you rap? Oh, she can rap. Fucking mulatto can rap. Now, nigga, what's happening? Watch what I tell you. The victim number one, and I'm a, let me call it a day. What's today's date? Today is March 4th, fucking 2022. That's a rap for the city girls. Put a fork in them, and they're done, buddy. Say what the fuck I said, and I mean that shit. And fucking, while we on the city girls, we can fucking change gears. Let's change topics. Let's talk about fucking um, JT fucking being upset at Lil Uzi's 2015 tweets. I don't know who the young lady was that he was tweeting, but he was tweeting some girl like some wild thirsty shit. Like, oh, I can't. I've been dreaming about you. I can't wait to get you pregnant. You gonna have my first kid? And these tweets, I don't know how they went viral when they surfaced up again. But J. JT got upset about these tweets and was like, it's over. Like, nigga, you was on here being thirsty for this bitch. And then, like, so my question to y'all is, of course, is, like, one, I mean, I think it's petty. I don't even know if this should even be a fucking question. I just think it just show how corny she is. Or did she really just want out of the relationship? Because what, nigga, you tell me, it was 2000. What you about? That shit was, like, fucking, what, seven years ago? You're pressing a nigga out about some tweets from seven years ago? What the fuck are we doing? It's the same person who, like, when she was saying the colorist shit, and she was and she was fucking apologizing for her t- tweets from 2012. Like, y'all can't hold him. Can't people grow? So it's just it's only a three year gap in between y'all tweets. You want grace for yours, but you gonna hold this nigga foot to the fire for his? Make that shit make sense. Like that shit is stupid. It don't even make sense. Like, and for you to be like, like what? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know who. I probably should have did my homework and tried to see who this girl was. Like, is she that weak? Did you that upset? Like, are y'all running the same circles? I doubt it. Nine times out of ten, it's just like, bro, that shit was corny. And if I'm Uzi, like, fuck her. Don't even go back. I'm telling you, bro. Their their career is 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 like 
And the only way the city girls can save their career is apologize to Lil Yachty. And I love when people try to hold their dick on people. Like they really want, didn't want to give Lil Yachty his credits for coming up with that motherfucking um, act up jump for them. And that's when Lil Yachty said, I'm the one who made it cool for you bitches to rock Birkins. Because he wrote that verse. I don't give a fuck about it, nigga. Like, he wrote, Lil Yachty wrote that shit. And them bitches was in interviews trying to play big on him and wasn't trying to give him his credit. That shit is crazy. Ha ha. Now who the fuck look funny? Because Lil Yachty gonna eat forever. If a nigga could go in his bag and dipsy do like that, nigga, he can do, the sky's is the limit for that boy. Any fucking man who could come up and fucking come up with this shit, nigga, he is going to be A-okay for the rest of his life. Uh, just for people who just need a, a fucking uh, refresher. Any nigga who can come up with this. Real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. Big freaking bag, whole five, six figures. Stripes on my ass, so he call his pussy cigar. Fucking on a scamming ass, rich ass nigga. Like, come on, bro. Any, like, how you, man, get the fuck out of here, dog. What the fuck are you talking about? Again, it's over, like I said, March 4th, 2022. I told y'all. I love the city girls, but let's put their ass in the washing machine. What I say, motherfucker, last week, they're closer to the washing machine than they are to the ironing board. The time is up for the fucking city girls. And and I'm like, nigga, I, you can hear it. Fuck this, this my, if this little fake code or whatever. I don't be like, I don't know the difference between if it's a code or it's like, cause I'm nasty. I'm like one of the people I cook and I may leave, like leave shit out and warm it back up. So I don't know if it's fucking food poison or I'm really fucking sick or whatever the fuck it is. I don't give a fuck. This going to be my flu game. I might name this episode the flu game. Cause I'm going, nigga, get the fuck out of here, nigga. Top five dead or alive. We are the champions of the world. Man, one time for Don Staley. And this, this let's do an age check on y'all. I want to do an age check. I want to see how eight, how old y'all really are. Because, nigga, I'm old enough to know in 1996, Don Staley was a whole motherfucking shmami. She was a whole snack. And you got to think about it. Again, please, Black Twitter, suck a dick. Listen to this context. This is why I don't do clips, because I'm going to get into that later. But. In 1996, that Olympics team, and for people who really, if you really was into sneakers, like, in on some, and for the niggas who feet was small enough, y'all had the Cheryl Swoops. Don't forget Cheryl Swoops, Lisa Leslie's, all of them played. Did Lisa Leslie play on that 96? I know for a fact, Cheryl Swoops, Cynthia Cooper, Don Staley, all of them played on that 96 Olympics team for the women. Don Staley was one of them. She was like this, the, the stereotypical, like light skin, pretty junk. Like she go Google Don, Don Staley may be giving Snoop for a while right now, but Google Don Staley in 1996. She was really one of them. She definitely was like one of my first fucking like women crush, like 1996. Yeah. Don Staley was one of them for sure. Um, but again, shout outs to the South Carolina Gamecocks women's basketball team they won the championship last night they beat connecticut and again in the process of watching the dreamville joe and i'm texting my brothers and then it's just i was just like i, I and i shouted out page uh what's what is page i can't forget little young little white the little the young white girl who plays for fucking connecticut they got the fucking two million dollars from gatorade i text my brothers and say page can't swim with the niggas she can't she was looking like a fish out of water South Carolina game cause got this point guard. Her name with her. I was like, Hold, am I hearing the fucking lady right? Calling the game, calling her Henny. And I had to go find her on Instagram. Oh, her nickname is Henny. You go to her page, she's full of swag. She definitely looking, giving young and May. She ain't, she ain't, her swag ain't all the way there yet because she's still in college. 
but you can see the potential when this motherfucker is going to be a star. She's going to be putting that shit on soon as she get her first fucking WNBA check or the first time she gets some real fucking sponsorship coming her way. And she had like 26 last night. She was fucking bugging out. I'm talking about literally on that motherfucker looking like Swaggy P. She looked like her name could be Henny. Like she literally had the bandana, the fucking leg, jump, the arm. Y'all know, for, especially for like all the fucking sports moms, you know, like the kit that the, your kids, when they want to put all that shit on, that really look sweet. No, she really looked like she was supposed to be out there and her nickname was supposed to be something crazy like Henny. She was motherfucking definitely giving motherfucking page ass Henny on the rocks the entire fucking night. Hey, bro, come on, like, let's like and share and subscribe to this shit if you ain't already done it. This is your first time listening. You can clear as Daisy. I'm better than your fucking favorite. Cut it the fuck out. Anyway, and then again, the South Carolina game cost. Let's get into uh, the young lady. Her name is Aaliyah Boston. And she caught my eye the entire season. Like, you know, when you glancing on ESPN and you just watching shit, especially like when I be in the gym, you know, ESPN just be playing fucking clips. And I'm just like, who the fuck is this? I think we talked about it. And I was saying, it's like, a. it was like watching, I watched like three fucking women games, like maybe like two weeks ago, like in the midst of like the Sweet 16. And I, and the young lady from Maryland stood out from me. I think Texas had somebody. But what caught me about um, Miss Boston was, she had pink and purple braids. So, of course, first thing I think, like, you know, like Lil Uzi or even fucking John Morant got, like, the colorful, like, one or two colorful jumps. So, she had, like, one side pink, the other side purple. And I went to her Instagram page. I'm like, oh, this is a thing from her. She even had a sponsorship because she had the colorful, all the colorful shits. And she had a sponsorship from Crocs. I said, oh, she's fucking smart, smart. This is fucking A1 fucking marketing because she's tall as a motherfucker, but now she stand out because of the hair. Hey, via 6ix9ine, give 6ix9ine his fucking credit because 6ix9ine definitely figured out this hair shit is what's going to separate me from everybody else. And that's what was separating her. And then the crazy thing is like, because she is realistically the, um, and I didn't know this was like a thing, I guess last year when they lost, it was a meme of her crying. Um, and it was going floating around. I'm sure probably it may didn't make like, um, like the, you know, like outside black uh, social media probably was more on like some sports type of shit because they, it definitely was a big deal because I think even Can she shouted out Candace Parker and um, told Candace Parker how she loved her and look up to her because of course she plays center and Candace Parker is the fucking goat. Um, and her and Candace Parker even had a moment in the midst of her getting her championship trophy. And then, so all of that, I'm, my brain are kind of all over the place. So yeah, so she when she did, so when she did that, like she getting her shit, and I'm like I said, I'm looking at her page, and then I seen she had a jump with a headphone company, and she had the fucking orange braids with like the orange sports bra and like some headphones. I'm like, oh, her parents got it. And I think I don't know if y'all remember, it, this was a this maybe like damn near like it was this was some months ago, maybe even a year ago. I can't remember the time sometimes, but we was talking about just like even if you see the potential in your kid early, like even if it's coming in the game and shit, how do you, you got to kind of almost like get in bed with it. Like almost like the same way. If you see your kid is very smart, you know, college is definitely in the future. You got to start saving towards that or figuring out the scholarship situation at an early age. And I'm just like, and of course putting bright colorful braids in your head, that's not a huge commitment, but it's a vision. Somebody had to see that vision where it's like this tall brown skinned girl, she got, she got game. But how can we really make her marketable? And I'm just looking at her page and I'm looking at like, even when she changes her hair color, it's like, it's super dramatic with the color changes or it's a multiple blend, but it always makes sense with her outfit, with her shoes. Like I'm even watching her yesterday. She, like I said, she had the light 
pink and a light purple, but then she had like I think they have a I don't know that they, they were sponsored by Adidas. They almost look like the Kyrie's. I thought they was the Kyrie's because Kyrie got a pair of fucking um Johnsons like that. It's like lime green and like purple, um, or like lavender, and they got like pink in the middle or some shit. I thought they was them, but I think they may have been some like some Adidas or some shit. I can't remember exactly what shoes they, but her shoes matched her hair. And other players on the team had the same shoes too. And I'm like, damn, this shit is tight. Like she really got her marketing shit a one already at the college level and it's just like when you like when you're like y'all all college players everybody's kind of like on the same playing field and then don't like i said listen this page girl to play for connecticut is a big fucking deal don't get it twisted like i've just said this jokingly one thing i can say about like white women oh them motherfuckers know how to hoop and they know how to finesse their social media shit don't get it twisted like them motherfuckers know how to fucking boogie and they know how to promote the shit out of themselves on that tiktok and all that other shit don't ever get it fucked up. Like, let's be let's be clear. White men, y'all might not stand a chance in hell to make it to the NBA unless you from fucking overseas. But white women, when it come to hooping, girl, bro, them motherfuckers, they can boogie. And they got a lot of fucking swag. So don't get it twisted like this some fucking, this page girl, like some fucking slouch. She just had an all fucking night and they was tearing her ass a whole new asshole. But she even had a moment where she kind of like, she gave like four of the motherfuckers had their ass on fucking uh, Disney on ice. Don't ever get it fucked up. Like, I don't want, I don't want me bigging them up and shape like she's some slouch. She definitely ain't no slouch. And that's what made it even tight to me. Like, I'm watching this Henny girl go crazy. Like, this shit was a good game. And again, like, y'all know, I'm going to always, any chance I can get and I can really give a good in-depth conversation and break down on women especially women's basketball i'm here for that shit i'm cool women's basketball women fucking hip-hop i'm here like if y'all here and it's a conversation some shit this can comparable and talk about the matter of fact the thing i wanted to break up before i go to the next topic bro don and this is what again black shout out to fucking black women because black women is different bro because you know men can't pull this shit off you're never going to see you ain't gonna see coach k you're not gonna see fucking y'all can cut the well the game ain't gonna be this one about to come on now north carolina versus kansas you're not going to see this shit She's on the sideline coaching in a fucking $4,800 varsity jacket. I want to say I think the jacket was Louie because her shoes was Louie and them bitches was eleven seventy. Listen to what I'm telling you. Her, just her shoes, excuse me, just her shoes and jacket was six racks, bro. Imagine your coach just on the sideline kicking fucking flavor in my Cam Newton voice in a six thousand dollar dripper. Come on, my God, what the fuck, bro? Look, I, I was like, stop, pause this motherfucker, and just Google how bad dressing coaches be, especially men coaches. Y'all know how I get. Like, I'm, I'm gonna always have a little. Y'all say fat phobia or whatever. These fucking men coaches be looking like shit. Sweaters be fucking sticking to their ass, and them niggas be looking like Santa Claus, like they fucking nine months pregnant or some shit. And Coach Don Staley on that motherfucking, watch me whip. Watch me nay nay. Hey, no, watch me whip, whip. No, watch me nay nay. Bro, Don Staley did that motherfucker on a P level. Just shout outs to fucking South Carolina Gamecock. Shout outs to Don Staley. Big fucking swag energy, bro. I'm that I'ma keep saying that motherfucker. That's one thing I can say. This new generation, especially women, bro. Women know how to swag the shit out of marketing. Like probably even Google it. I'm sure. These women athletes getting more endorsements faster than the men because they already know how to fucking trigger the algorithms. They know how to really do that shit. That shit is tight to me. Like, bro, I'm just such a, my mind is such a business and marketing mind. I can always see that shit before I'm even paying attention to anything else. 
And like for that to even be a thing, like they're not doing breakdowns on fucking what Coach K had on. Coach K got on that bum ass fucking Duke fucking Jones. And and real quick, why are we talking about sports real quick? That was one of my like, I'm just such a nigga for real, for real when it comes to looking shit. Because I'm like, I really don't give a fuck about like the North Carolina Duke game because I really don't give a fuck about Duke. So I'm like, it would make a cool story, okay, if, if Coach K can go out and win a championship on his um on his final hoorah, right? But then I'm looking at the teams and I'm like, oh no, North, and I'm watching the game, I'm like. North Carolina niggas kind of like they real like aggressive with it like they got some nigga niggas on their team not just black but they got some niggas like they had a, a nigga on their team like his name is Love he get to shooting them threes I'm looking at the nigga tattoos I'm like oh I'm watching his demeanor I'm like oh alright he like one of them and then they're a big man from North Carolina this nigga had like 10 points and 21 rebounds I'm like what the fuck how the fuck whoa time out time out time out who the fuck is this big ass nigga and the crazy thing is he looked like he could have been steve if his last name was francis i would have believed it that was steve francis son he looked like steve francis when steve francis used to be healthy this big nigga was boogieing but my whole thing of it is their swag and their demeanor was like don't get it twisted i don't even want to use the word swag because it's not like it's not like the women's shit where their shit is just like bleeding off the court and you can see this shit clear as day but their shit was like if you've been following sports for people or even if you kind of understand like college like duke has a like a stereotype about them I, mean, I, I can just google run down a couple players for you like grand hill nigga just google grand hill grand hill is like a squeaky clean like a super like bro you could grand hill is like a like a like grand hill is like fucking carlton off of the new fucking fresh prince minus the coke Grand Hill is like one of them type of niggas, and he's always been one of them type of niggas. Like, if you for all the for the all the males who listening, if you go back and you watching, like you used to watch them like uh them fucking NBA uh tapes and shit. Like when they would interview, like Grant Hill come from like his dad played for the Cowboys, and his mom was like this beautiful woman, like one of them type of like good ass households. Grant Hill was one of them type of niggas. Fucking Shane Battier, like Google Shane Battier. Like niggas who go to Duke is like a bunch of fucking Carltons. They they kind of breaking out of that right now, but you can still see like Coach K run a tight ship. Like some of the like wild card standout niggas is not as much as like it's like Kyrie, but Kyrie's like a fucking um he's a fucking ten hat nigga. So it's kind of like all right. So again, like I said, I was trying to like tour like who am I root for? And I seen like North Carolina, like I'm just looking at and I, I'm weird. I'm looking at niggas' tattoos, I'm looking at the demeanors. I'm kind of like all right, man, North Carolina look like they got more niggas. I'm a root for North Carolina, and it was an amazing game. So it was just like, come on, you you just can't duplicate that shit. You can't not duplicate March Madness as an entirety when it comes to women or men's basketball. And I, I definitely enjoyed my weekend. I I just I am I'm, nigga, I'm old. I'm, I enjoy being able to come and just lay across the couch, get on Twitter, and fucking watch some good fucking TV. I appreciate again. I appreciate Dream Code. I was about to say Code. This nigga Dream Code. J Code for the Dreamville Fest. Like I, I really enjoy that shit like that come like amazon prime i don't know i'm not about to go back in the deep dive on that but i just want to shout out amazon prime and j cole like that experience of be able to actually feel like i was at a festival and i literally could just lay across my couch bro that is for a person in their fucking mid-30s that's bro that's like heaven on earth i'm not gonna hold you like that shit is amazing if you got amazon prime or i'm sure it's probably on youtube somewhere watch that shit that shit felt like it was there and then on top of that, watching some good basketball Saturday and Sunday, you couldn't beat it. I'm I was happy as a fucking nothing, man. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. Hey, <clears throat> I don't know the words to the rest of the song, but let's get in the fucking snowfall. Let 
let me know when y'all. I'm and, and the crazy thing is, I, the, like the diehard Snowfall fans, like I hear y'all like breathing and huffing and puffing, like y'all over this shit. I'm honestly, I'm getting more, I'm getting more intrigued. I don't know if that's a bad thing on me or it's like the purists and y'all are just like pieces of shit. But I'm here for it. And, and I'm here to be like, bro, if y'all kill Franklin, I'm cool with making Lulu the main. It was her name, Aunt Lulu or Aunt Lou, whatever the fuck her name is. Auntie. Auntie Lou. Can we call you Auntie Lou? I'm okay with making Auntie Lou the fucking main character. It's the demeanor. It's the aggressiveness. I I think I know the formula now. And I'm going to do a video and I'm going to tag um, Snowfall and FX. I know the formula for good black drug dealer shows. Now, I'm not even saying say just black. Drug dealer shows need an aggressive woman on in the in the flow as a main character. She has to, uh, the, uh, you need a, to have a great drug dealing show. You need an aggressive woman to be in the circle of main characters, if not the main character. A, number one, Snoop from the Wire. Two, Tasha. Three, Mary J. Four, the mother on Raising Canaan. Five, fucking uh, Ruth. And what's what's the wife name? What's uh what's old boy wife name? Her. And what was the white woman that got the Russian white woman that got killed a few seasons? She nigga my, that white lady that white Russian lady from fucking Ozark. I know she had a lot of y'all women like on some y'all was feeling like a little Dagiana for a second. She was getting motherfuckers mojos rivaling. Cool fucking homegirl from Queen of the South. It's been a minute. I can't remember her name, and I'm and I literally watched however many fucking seasons of that long ass motherfucking show, and I can't remember her name. I'm pissed off. I can't. I, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. But in, she was the queen of the south, and then even before her, it was the older uh, Spanish lady that she took this shit from. You need the aggressive. That's that's the formula for a good drug dealer show. You need an aggressive woman on the show to make the show really go. I think today I'm really breaking down how important swaggy women are to the community to make shit really hit think about it just think about what i'm really telling y'all the only show that you can sit here and say did you didn't need but they even had one too they killed her but they had one even bmf had one rest in peace kato the fuck is we talking about like i think i got the formula i got the fucking i came up with the crap what's it what's this shit the craggy patty or whatever the fuck that shit was they do on spongebob i think i got the formula but anyway Getting back in the snowfall. I'm cool on Franklin. Like y'all could really kill Franklin. Like, y'all, you cannot tell me that y'all wouldn't. Y'all would be like feeling some type of way. They just get Franklin the fuck out of here. I'm sure to save snowfall some money because y'all again, quote unquote, let social media gas this nigga up because he ain't really like that. And y'all can't tell me y'all watching snowfall and still feel like this enduring and love for this nigga, bro. He's pussy. Everything about him is just like he's ready to hang it up. Like he wants to retire. Like this nigga was an athlete, bro. This nigga looks like Peyton Manning in his last fucking season. I just got a great team, and I'm really ready to hang this shit the fuck up and go home and eat my milk and cookies. Burning my voice. I'm milk and cookies. Some milk and cookies. I'm, no, I'm all right. My bad. I'm really fucking pawing my ass off right now. This shit, just don't let this go fucking underrated. Like, please like, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend about another friend. Like, I like, know he's really back, girl. You got to listen to this episode. All right, I'm really here. Um, <laughs> but again, I got to get off my own dick. Pause, no homo. But, um, no, but just going back, it's like he's ready to retire. You can see he don't have no, he really don't have no dog in this fight. Like only person he get aggressive with is his mother. 
and that's some bitch ass shit, bro. I like, oh my god, like that shit is the most bitch ass shit you possibly can do. You laid down like a bitch for everybody else's entire episode. The only person you had any type of aggression or base towards the entire fucking episode was your mama. And she was the only person holding you down to how you even got here right now. It don't get me wrong. He don't know. He probably is in the right because his mother is in the fucking office debating that she want to hit this fucking record button on this nigga. So he, he has the right to be aggressive towards mom, but he don't know that he got the right right now. He just been a bitch ass nigga. He only person he can take it out on. You can't take it out on Teddy because you know Teddy a real fucking stepper and he stepped all on your fucking father and your bitch ass nigga can't do shit about it besides listen to what the fuck the white man telling you, man. Fuck Franklin. He's a bitch. Get the fuck on somewhere, dog. Like, it's no way y'all telling me y'all watching this shit. You really, it's, as a woman, I'm talking to black women right now. And y'all black asses are literally be on Twitter. You can't tell me right now y'all fucking vaginas are still getting wet for this soft ass nigga who is allowing this fucking white man to talk to him crazy. Nah, nigga, we did it your way. It's a fucking dub. Rap City in the fucking basement. Nah, next. Obviously, you don't know how to run this ship. It's over for you, sweetheart. Come on, what the fuck is we talking about? Like, and, and the crazy thing is, the Spanish nigga feel fucked up because he know Franklin really held him down. And then Teddy trying to fucking like, like make it, make make shit sweet with homeboy. Like, man, my bad, I just panicked. Da, 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 da. Like, I ain't like basically, I ain't never been been shot before. And I ain't mad, Teddy. You ain't never been shot before. You trying to get this shit the fuck up out of here? You trying to exit stage left as fucking soon as possible. But for and that's my point of why Franklin's a whole bitch because you seen this nigga really fucking fold under pressure and you letting this nigga talk to you like he liked that. He only liked that to your soul ass. He ain't really like I can't say that because he smoked your father, he killed your other fucking new connect. Fucking, fucking Teddy is a stepper, but he's still a bitch ass nigga too because he fucking skedaddled on you niggas. And he trying to like apologize, but in the back of the Spanish nigga head, he like nigga Franklin held the set down. Like, Franklin made sure I made he did not have to come back for me. And that shit is still playing in his mind. Like, I don't know about all this. Because Franklin did not have to come back for me. And Franklin showed me that he was a stand-up nigga. And he held that shit down when fucking shit was getting rocky. He held that motherfucker down for us. So, I mean, uh, yeah. But the other nigga, like, um... I, uh, you you know, and I, maybe I'm I'm getting old and I'm getting emotional because I do I like I like when niggas get emotional like and like you actually get to see black men, um, be emotional. Like even that shit with fucking um with 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 uh with Lee and the, and the nigga whatever this what's this nigga name Kanan I hate that they made his name Kanan like bitch there's only one Kanan it's Fifty Cent and fucking the kid Kanan now but anyway. And and this and I'm gonna tell you real quick, just so my brain won't forget this point. I I one for for like you like I hate because people do this shit. People with like with a larger audience from you, like and this is for anybody of you creating content. Don't ever think because your shit may not be doing millions of views that somebody bigger than your shit is not listening to your shit and trying to figure out how they can steal your shit and like finesse it a little bit so it's not super noticeable. But this shit that fucking Snowfall did, bro, if you if you watching 50 Cent shit, shit, just say that. Because you fucking sitting here replaying I Can't Stand the Rain. I only understand I Can't Stand the Rain is fucking Missy Elliott. I didn't even know that Missy Elliott sampled that shit before until after watching Snowfall. And you thought, and this is again when I tell people, you cannot compare 
Snowfall, the shit that 50 Cent got going on, because I know what moment you try to recreate a fucking viral moment again. That was some wild dicky and shit. I'm still going to watch Snowfall, but I'm just going to call a spade a spade. You motherfuckers tried to, because Snowfall had, I mean, what was that? That wasn't Snowfall, that was BMF. When they had the, um, the, uh, 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 the, the whatever the fucking that rain shit that was on BMF when when fucking when the nigga killed the nigga he got to sing it. You can't tell me it's a coincidence. <laughs> Bro, I didn't even know that Missy sampled that song. How the fuck did you play the fucking sample? I did not know that was a sample or a cover, whatever the fuck you want to call that shit. I can't stand the rain. I didn't even know that. And they played this shit when fucking Jerome was at the end of the fucking episode when Jerome was walking back in whoever fucking yard this was he was fucking going to. And I'm like, oh, y'all did not just do that corny shit. But they did it. And I'm like I said, I'm not mad. I'm enjoying Snowfall. So I'm not saying this, but I just like to call shit out because people do do that shit. Like, and it's just so funny. Like, I literally, I remember, and I want to say it was me and Mike. I remember me calling bigger fucking podcasts out on that, talking about black shit. And then, ta-da, a week later, these niggas can't stop talking about black shows now. I'm happy though because I want motherfuckers to watch Belly and I want motherfuckers to talk about Snowfall because I listen to these people for entertainment purposes. So I'm not mad that they did it, but it's just like, bro, y'all don't like, don't leave me out here for fucking for fucking dead like y'all do these fucking young ass rappers, bitch. If you gonna steal my shit, just come and tap. I, my payout ain't even gonna be crazy as you think it is because I'm still okay with doing other shit. Bitch, just tap me the fuck out a little bit. So I, you you may be able to change my life. Don't try to just steal from me just and act. Don't acknowledge it. That shit is corny. And that's the only reason why I just was calling Snowfall out for um trying to steal from fucking 50 shit. But anyway, um, going back into it. Fucking, uh, yeah, Lee was having his moment where he was just like, um, he was letting the nigga know, like, bro, shit went fucked up, and I didn't mean for it to go like that. Like, nigga, y'all are family. Like, nigga, I, and he told him in the, in the, in the, oh, like, you can see the, the older nigga letting his guard down because that same aggressiveness he had in the previous episode for Franklin, he didn't have for Lee. Like, you can tell, like, they have a real connection, and he telling the nigga, like, man, I grew up, I wanted to be you. You had all the nice women and then, and you can tell like, and I, I've been that nigga when you fake like my shit was probably more on some religious shit. Lee shit is on some more like this nigga just super fucking woke like on some black power shit. But I've been there like when you get into that like for me when I got into like that super religion bag like you was ready to kind of like convert everybody, but you were still trying to like do your shit, but you still trying to like spread like positive at the same time. You can see him doing it like he like even he caught himself like he ain't want to call him like oh, you know you had the bitches and that he ain't want to like he caught his word like I'm just paying attention to his like his word and even why he wanted to switch shit around even the reason why he didn't want to just kill the nigga off the rip because he knew he was in the wrong and if y'all was family I should have took care of family if your brother was the only lifeline outside that was still making shit shake for your family and I know how it played off him and me being a part of the family, I should have looked out and I apologize for not looking out. And I fuck with him for saying that. Like, they was having a real moment and you could see Slim was like, he wasn't brushing off what this nigga was saying. He was like, you, you're right. And, and you and you got a point. And then even when he was telling him like, nigga, I didn't mean to kill your brother. But if I if it didn't play out like that, your brother would have tried to cross a nigga who would have even got your ass killed in jail. All of us would be, we wouldn't be having this conversation because all our asses would be dead and your ass would have got killed in jail as well. So like that just moment that they was having and it was just like, all right, that's cool. Now let's speed a little bit up out of that one. Let's get in the fucking Jerome. 
bro, he was having mental breakdowns the entire fucking episode. And the crazy thing is about it, like how them niggas didn't like him and um him and Lou, uh, they didn't and Auntie didn't want to they didn't want to squash that beef with Slim. They like, man, fuck that nigga. He could have killed and you know what I'm saying. But they was even saying, like, nigga, y'all know the score. We up like that shit was attempted, nigga. We really got bodies on their side. Like, come like stop acting like that. Like, let's act like we know what the score is. And I fuck with them. And I and I feel like for I mean for the childish motherfuckers who go around saying that lingo, like the score, like all the you know, Lord Dirk and them say that same shit. But um yeah, so it, even when he was saying that, I don't think the way that episode's playing out, I don't think he's giving a fuck about Peaches no more. Not give, not saying he don't give a fuck, like he don't care about him as a person, but I don't think if he see Peaches the next episode or before the season is over, he's not going to try to kill Peaches because him going into that fucking crack house, he kind of really got to understand what Peaches was going through. And then even Auntie was like, oh, well, the way you're explaining this shit, if he really hooked on that shit and he watched fucking Franklin kill the white boy for being a fucking crackhead, I ain't, I'm not even mad at him for kicking it because what the fuck he knew he was going to be next. If Franklin would have found out, he still would have wanted to kill him. So why not take the money and get the fuck? If you want to kill me, kill me for some real shit, not for being a fucking junkie. But you can see the compassion from, from fucking Jerome when he literally walked into the joint. He just really getting to read the room and he and he probably know the backstory on some of these people. So I'm sure these niggas that Peaches was cool with, all of these niggas was vets too. And I'm and I'm and I'm assuming. I don't know because I, I I can't remember that far back. Uh, and just for me watching how his body language was, was Jerome, used, did he used to serve as well? Is that how him and Peaches became cool? Like they met each other serving, for, uh, serving because like when he hearing them stories and you can like, he even teared up when the nigga was talking about like how, like his first time ever being in Houston and then him going to actually have to kill people and he reliving that shit. And then he, him telling his story and you just see this nigga breaking down and it's just like, and even before that, the doctor telling him, like, you know, we offer um like um like basically like therapy. It's free. You can just come in here and get it. Like, I can tell you need it. Fuck all this other shit you fake in here for. No, you nigga, you need to really be in here and you really need to get the services that we offer. And originally, like Jerome kind of brushed it off, but you could see it was kind of like, I hear you. He might be right. And I think him knowing that, that's what, even though he was waiting for the white boy, I think that's what made him even walk into the junk to kind of be like, all right, let me figure out what's going on in here. And he hearing them stories and them shits click for him. And he kind of like, damn, what the fuck? And don't get it twisted. I'm thinking, I'm sure he knew, like, he could tell, like, that as long as it went on, the white boy was kind of spending them for a minute, like, but that's because the white boy probably really knew what was going on. Peaches probably already was telling them his plan and trying to figure his way out. And that's why it was so easy for them to kind of really give it up when he pulled the gun out. But it was just like, even when he went to that little place where the Buddha and shit was, he just sitting there. You can see like so many. And I think that's just the, the, the cool thing for me is being a black male and I'm watching that. And I'm watching this nigga have his breakdowns and his moments. I think it'd be so many black men who have their moments just like that for different reasons. In different breakdowns, but you really kind of like, it's cool. He kind of got it off with his wife, but I'm sure his emotions in each one of those scenes probably even spoke more to how he was really feeling than even actually whatever he told her. And like I said, I, and I don't even think that was me just digging too deep. I'm thinking this is me just really paying attention. And if you paying attention and if you're a black male and you're listening right now and you already seen those episodes, you kind of can figure out like, 
nah, that shit is a lot more relatable. Like, take out the extreme circumstances. I, and I, that's what I always try to do, even on here. Let's take out the extreme, but let's break it down to our reality. And I think our reality is a lot of black men deal with shit and don't understand what they're dealing with until they can see it in somebody else, like dealing with it right in front of them or somebody else telling their story. And again, that shit, it spoke to him. Like I literally, I'm telling y'all, don't be surprised if Peaches pop back up and he bumping to Jerome first and Jerome don't do nothing or Jerome find him and still don't do shit for him, but give him fucking like, like a conversation in the hug to let him know like, bro, I'm here for you. Cause you got them, these motherfuckers is selling a shitload of drugs, but look at how he broke down in that fucking crack house. He shed a fucking tear. Yeah, he him lashing out and him saying, y'all waste a fucking life. Yeah, that's bullshit. He felt that shit because he knew that shit could have easily probably been him. Especially if, if I'm assuming that he um if he was a if he was a if he was a vet as well, I'm sure he knew that could have been him. And that shit is just, and it fuck you up because it's just like, you can do all this fucking slanging and banging and you kind of like feed and you're, you're fucking your community up and you're wreaking the benefits of it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, damn, this easily could have been me. I could easily be on the other side of this fucking transaction. And that's how that shit played out. And it was kind of like, that shit was tight to me. I'm not going to hold you. Like my MVPs for this week's episode was definitely Jerome. And it definitely was, um, Lulu, I mean that's not her name. What is her fucking name? Is her? I can, I'm fucking auntie. Well, I'm just gonna call her auntie because I'm. I don't know why I'm just them two fucking L's and both like Lee and fucking. Her name is Lou, right? Yeah, I'm drunk. I'm fucking up. I don't know. I apologize. Um. Yeah, that's kind of it on, on the Jerome situation. But it was even cool. Like, it, I'm not gonna say it was cool because it was kind of weird. Like proposing to her and nobody else there. But it kind of makes sense because even the police officer after she put the ring on, he said he like, holy shit, I thought y'all was already married. What the fuck is going on? That fucking you gotta think about it. This shit is in the 80s, bro. That fucking ring was like a 2022 Instagram ring. That bitch was bling blinging. Like bling bling. Bling bling. Like that motherfucking jump was like, yeah. Wheezy and baby. Watch it wobbly, wobbly. Like that motherfucking ring was one of them type of that was definitely an instagram ring that was not no fucking ring from the fucking 80s that shit was definitely screaming ppp loan was like god damn jack um yeah but even her ruthlessness like she just so and you you, you can as a man i i kind of still love when i can watch women get over because they sexy well, you can sell niggas that fantasy of buying that pussy, and you ain't the other nigga on that stick. I'm oh, I'm happy for watching. I don't, I hate to be when I'm the when I'm the police officer nigga, and I'm buying into some shit I know I can't buy, and he's still trying to buy. It. Like you got damn, but she offered the nigga hundred bands, and he like fuck that money, bitch. Give me some pussy. Let's go on a real date. You can shave off fifty of these fucking rats. That nigga like bitch. I do it for fucking seventy five thousand in a real date. The fuck is you talking about? But that shit was just like that, that's again why I believe you need a good to have a real successful drug dealing show. You need the you need the strong aggressive woman, and and she showed that she could be the lead easily. Even pulling the hit on the nigga like outside of like everybody else and that kind of and just to tie it into like comparison like that's some shit like some shit Ghost and Tommy will go through. Like Ghost will want to do some shit one way and then here come Tommy trying to do something completely totally different. 
And I mean, I guess if it kind of play out how power play out for a long time, Tommy always fucks some shit up and goes ahead to end up fixing it because nigga, my plan is the plan. Let's just go with it. And I think realistically, I don't know. Franklin and them plan, plan may have some flaws in it because I you can't never know. I don't know how much you can trust a nigga and you smoked his brother. No, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they said like the way that Lee was painting that relationship, it was such a family dynamic. Maybe off the strength of Lee, maybe I can see him putting the shit to the side that the money is uncontrollable. But you can even tell like he got some bitterness towards Franklin. And maybe because when he went in, Franklin was a little nigga. Franklin probably was a pooper. And he really wasn't like that. Like he really wasn't no I mean, as you can see, Franklin ain't no real aggressive ass nigga. So um, he probably was watching Franklin as a kid. Like, man, this nigga was a bitch, a fucking pooper. Now he the fucking biggest fucking drug dealer in California. Like, uh, that shit gonna make a nigga feel some type of way. So it was cool. So to see kind of like auntie go on go behind niggas back and kind of still you know put her own fucking head out and still kind of like um hold her dick where it's just like she's kind of like she the backbone of her side like she's the one calling like she gonna call fucking franklin out on his shit she's gonna be the loud boisterous one every time it's an opinion based situation going on with the crew and i think that's one of the things where it's um that's where even Reed or Teddy, whatever fuck y'all calling this nigga, he see that shit in Franklin. Like, nigga, this shit ain't even supposed, this layout ain't supposed to still be the same way, and it still is. And, like, how the fuck, and then he kind of called the nigga out, like, how the fuck do you got a new security nigga, and you just, like, a, you got a brand spanking new security guard nigga? You just seen what the fuck happened? The, the last nigga you had with you since I met you? If you can't control your day one, how the fuck you just gonna have some random ass white boys doing security for you now? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Nigga, from now on, every time we meet, niggas, just me and you. Ain't no fucking body else. I'm only telling you a couple minutes beforehand. The fuck are you dumb, nigga? I, I, I'm not gonna hold you. I fuck with Reed for holding his dick on Franklin on that situation. Like, I'm not gonna hold you. He kind of went, and he, he was rightfully so right. He wasn't even just being a dick. He was keeping that shit a buck. Like, nigga, that shit went south, and you did not have that shit under control at all. There's no way in hell you supposed to, like, that shit was supposed to happen the way it did, and you still really don't have no answers. And everybody can kind of see, like, uh, you, you, like, niggas, niggas smell pussy in the water. Auntie smell the shit. That's why she making a deal with the police behind your back. And that's why I read, like, nah, nigga, you not dealing with shit. Nigga, I'm, nah, what's going on? Let me figure out who these people, let me, yeah. And it's kind of, I guess my only question is kind of weird, like, why even pay the nigga to pull the hit? Why you, why couldn't that just be the nigga? Maybe he don't got enough, I'm, I can't say that, because he just came home. Like, anything that they would have found on him, why he couldn't make that shit stick and get him just locked up instead of getting him killed? But, I mean, I guess. Um, yeah, out of it all, I, mean, I think it was a good episode. I, I don't see where the beef is, like, why people, like, who people who originally really were, like, Snowfall fans before the pandemic, I don't see, I don't know why y'all got a beef with it. I'm fucking with it. Like, I'm honestly, like, legitimately enjoy watching this shit. And just a sidebar. Bro, I, I, I caught myself. I was about to unfollow 50, and I'm like, nah, I'm going to follow 50 because 50 is just, like, he's my, he's my TV goat right now. But, bro, you acting like such a bitch-ass nigga. Like, bro, pull your skirt down. Whatever this shit is, okay, cool. Stars didn't jump on the gun fast enough, and you're going to go dock for six months. Cool. Let that shit go. Like, just go dock. And, and, and I can't even... And I don't, and I wonder, like, was you trying to, um, 
were you trying to hold this shit out like because you were trying to uh like were you holding it out where you were trying to make people um like was you trying to you like you like all the other shows already been renewed why weren't you shooting bmf canaan and fucking power book two already why is it a drought or was you trying to use them motherfuckers as your contract live uh negotiation for tommy shit like and that's like that ain't on stars for that nigga that's on you like if you was trying to be on some like oh we not about to we ain't about to start shooting nothing else until you renew tommy I, and i'm sure that's how it went but again that's now you're making now you're keep like saying we're bro we're watching peabody we are not fucking unsubscribing so that's going to take at least a month and a half so nigga we got a, we might have a five month fucking a window of fucking eight dollars and for people who y'all fuck with run the world like i do i don't i'm gonna be on the fence with run the world i gotta see what they're gonna pull off when they got rid of our girl because of the fucking uh covid shit and i wonder like are they gonna fix that now or they already too far and shooting because now the fucking all the mandates is up um yeah but he keep talking about like bro like y'all like shut up nigga you you 50 what you have done is you've had a kid by a woman right this is style let's say use it as, as, like kid example Bro, if you had a kid with this woman now and you done brought her around now the family lover, even if y'all start breaking up, if y'all start to break up and y'all start to argue, we still gonna invite her to the cookout. We still gonna invite her to the Christmas shit and Thanksgiving and all that other shit. It's too late. She too in deep. Nigga, y'all already four kids. Y'all got four kids together. Now you want us to cancel her? Fuck no, she here, bitch. She a part of the family now. Stars is one. Nigga, we will cancel HBO, Showtime, and all the rest of that shit before we even think twice about canceling Stars now. Peacock gonna need like five of these fucking ballets for niggas that really give a fuck about Peacock or for them to even come our way with some bread. But like, so bro, relax. We here. You have already built stars up to be a household name, and P and we and we are all waiting for P Valley. This is when Fifty Cent his his. This is when now I believe he his girl is just dead, and she ain't saying shit. Because this is when I believe Vivica Fox now. Because this is when your girl should probably be like, you probably be making yourself look dumb because P Valley is one of them things. Like, Tommy's already got a season two. Everything else has already got their new seasons. It's all renewed. Like, shut the fuck up. It's cool. They didn't move fast enough. Wow. Okay, cool. We don't care. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Nigga, we waiting for P-Valley. Relax. But, uh, Russell and Sierra. Yeah, Russell ain't had that bread. She ain't gonna be with him. <laughs> Russell's square. Sierra had a she she has a good situation, but she was you don't leave future they, and a, get with Russell Wilson. The, the, the thing is, I think, think that's what you don't leave though. future and get with Russell Wilson. Like, it's, a, it's a type. Listen, bro, everybody peace. got a type. Yeah, that's true. Everybody has a type. You gonna leave future and get with Russell Wilson? Is, when you he's have, so goddamn square, and I love him on the field. He's this. a square. Chani, he's a king square. Chani, you go from this level of toxicity. You just want something stable. You want the guy that was sitting with that girl with that big old mouth at the draft that was laughing, and you knew she deserved to be with him. <laughs> goofball? Yeah, you want that you guy. You want to get with goofballs, no, You want the guy that told me, you know what? I was I was praying, and God told me to go save her. That's what the man told me to my face. But even with all... Okay, with that being said, right? And I think for people who, if you are a new listener, I used to talk about this, this these... Well, two out of three of these gentlemen used to be on a podcast called I Am Athlete with Brandon Marshall and Chad Ochocinco. Um, and and I, I think, like, even I think when, when Bella used to be on him, we used to talk with him. We He kind of always, this gentleman, his name is Channing Crowder. One, and I remember that episode when me and Bella both was like, his wife is bad as shit. How did he get her? One, 
Googling it. You might already have to Google him because I I follow a couple of y'all and I've seen some women post his old pictures and was like, this is the nigga that's calling Russell Wilson future. I mean, calling Russell Wilson corny. Heard you. Yeah, his pictures is insane, bro. Them pictures that they found to him, like, bro, I'm not going to hold you. I seen, I'm like, damn, how they find these pictures of this nigga? Like, they found high school, middle school pictures of this nigga. And, bro, he was real live given. I used to get picked on when I was a kid pictures. But I'm going to play another clip because Mike sent me this one. Um, And they was interviewing Taylor Rooks. And, again, of course, I, oh, I don't think he's never been one of my favorites. But I do feel like sometimes what makes good podcasts great podcasts when you have your favorites and then you have, it's almost like a TV show. You need your villain. And he's always kind of be, have the villain takes where he has the unpopular opinions, where it comes to even going like sending kids to HBCU, him and Dion had like videos where, and of course those ones won't never go as viral as they should, because it's talking about uplifting shit and it's not gossipy bullshit like this. So I'm going to play this, to play the next clip of, Ta- of him and Taylor Rooks. And then I'm just going to say like, just somebody who really just listens to like, and probably entirely too much shit. I can kind of dissect shit and I can kind of even just tell niggas who, and I listen to him and if I know he ain't really get pussy like that. So I'm going to play this shit and then we can get into how I really feel about this nigga. Man. But that was Kitty cats, because that's what you play. Oh, you're a cat that's person? That's what you play on back your porch, He's right? a whole different no, no, no. type we, of cat I person. have a dog, but me and my wife play, um, <laughs> we kidding, play kidding. sex games while I'm a cat. I, I can I can write you a, a list, but I'm a cat with my wife, and then I lay on the back porch. And I, Wait, I'm sorry, I don't get So what's your wife? She's the old woman that loves cats and brings them in the oh, house. Oh, and so, she brings, and so she you're brings a stray. The cat in the house. I'm a stray, okay. and she brings them in the house, and then I drop meat. Oh, okay, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What, so what's like the core? Like, what about that is sexy to you? Like, because what makes like, it a? Because I, I'm I'm the inferior, and then she's the the, the superior. The, so superior. Oh. And then when I'm on the back porch, she'll bring me to the house, and I'll. So like, you actually want the back porch? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Do you like get on all fours? Taylor, we're nasty, nasty. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I love that you all know this about Yeah, they all know. Yeah, we get after it. We're nasty, nasty. So I'm on the back porch, and I lay down, and she'll come, and she'll get me in the house, and then I'll... And when are you out of cat character? And and don't get me wrong. And it's another clip I can play from there, but I'm going to kind of sum it up. Where he asked Taylor Brooks, and because a lot of people do say this about her, and don't get me wrong, she's a beautiful woman. And then I think she, I'm not going to say she gets lucky because she does, I think she does an amazing job. But I think one of the things that gets her frustrated, and she spoke about it on this interview, where when she does interviews with certain athletes, especially when she was in the bubble, niggas was off the rip and saying, oh, she must be talking to these people. Because don't get me wrong, she did have guys doing, like they, the interview settings were more intimate. And these were, and she was getting interviews from guys who weren't doing a lot of interviews like that. Like she'll get a John Moran interview, she'll get a Damian Leonard interview, like just little shit. And people were kind of nitpicking with her, and then kind of like, oh, she's always sexualizing her boobs. Um, and I heard, and I could tell that she gets frustrated with those questions because it's like people are taking away from her skill level, right? And, and I do, and I think that's kind of fucked up. But then I'm kind of looking, like, I listen to a lot of fucking 
podcast and I watch a lot of fucking ESPN and, and um Fox Sports and they and 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 me and Mike even been on here talking about different women that like and I'm a hard fan um for uh what's what's the young lady name that I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks uh Monica McNutt she's like none of her outfits are sexual at all like her thing is her facial expressions like her facial expressions go like viral in the sports world she's but she's very like uh, she's a very aggressive very personable speaker same thing with, and don't get it twisted joy taylor leans into nigga she knows she got a rack on her she leans into it for two reasons one because joy taylor talks shit like a nigga like and i'm told very aggressively like she's an she's in a like bro she's a very aggressive woman like you can tell that she's raised in a house full of boys her brother played for the brother played for the miami dolphins i think her brother is her brother in the hall of fame he might be um but she's very aggressive she talks very aggressive she talks spicy to niggas like she like nigga when she letting it like she's one like if she was from new york she'll definitely open a frank stand on niggas all day long like she's one of them type of women but she let her nigga like her, go just go on her fucking instagram page like nigga she's on a like a fucking like Cowan, whatever y'all feel about um fucking Joe Rogan, nigga. She's on a fucking TV show pod slash podcast with fucking Colin Carhart, nigga. He's fucking like he fucking bleeds MAGA hat. He ain't doesn't he? That ain't who he is. But if you watch enough of it, you can be like, oh yeah, he's. I would believe him and Donald Trump got each other a fucking number. Like that's the type of energy. But she's still a nigga, and like she still will have braids on. She still have her titties popping. But at the same time, she'll still put on a crushing ass hoodie. But my, all that being said, to tie that in together, like she don't shy away from that shit, and she doesn't have to because when she talks sports and when she speaks, she speaks so aggressive. None of that shit don't matter. Like niggas may come because like even if you go on her page and you look at the clips, gonna be like boom, you will see her titties, and you're gonna be like oh god damn. But she's still talking her shit, and that I think, I, I think, and and the reason why, like I said, I, I, I'll shoot uh, Taylor Rooks some bail because I've heard you know I know social media can be a lot for people. When I was watching her do the jump on uh, during the All Star game, and it was a. Uh, Iverson versus fucking uh, what was it? Iverson versus T Mac, and I'm watching the motherfuckers in the comment section. They was killing her like, why is she here? Boom, boom, she's so fucking dry, and it's just like so. And she gets frustrated like y'all taking a, y'all basically trying to say I'm only in these rooms because of my looks, and you're taking away from my interviewing skills, and that's what probably gets her frustrated. But then it's kind of like, yeah, but if I'm comparing her to some of the other women, just the women in that space. I don't know if she would be in the top five for me. I think she's a beautiful, like she's like complexion wise, like, okay, yeah, I see why they got her in that. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense. But then if I'm comparing her to like, and I hate that, I know women get frustrated when you do this, but then if I'm comparing her to like Carrie Champion or fucking Jamel Hill or fucking, again, Joy Taylor or fucking Molly or fucking, uh, what's the other young lady I just said, Monica, like these women kind of like, bro, they, these women are elite when they even come to talking, period. Not just in a women's space. I feel like Taylor Rooks is good for a woman. She's pretty in that space. She's cool in that space. But if she's in the space of the other elite, and I don't even know how in the fucking hell I was about to let. I don't even know if I should put Candace Parker in a conversation with any of these motherfuckers because she fucking make Shaq and D-Wade and them niggas look like little boys. So I like, she's like, and Candace is very new in that space, but Candace Parker is like, nigga, it, it, it cut the fucking mulatto Mariah Curry big dick energy like Candace Parker is the definition of big dick energy without the fucking dick like come on bro so I don't even like that's and that's my thing like and then Candace Parker is very like I mean she dressed like a nigga 
she don't lean into no, but Candace Parker is a beautiful woman, but she don't lean into no sexual nothing. She's not giving sex at all, nigga. She's giving you straight personality and facial expressions. Fucking nigga. I got Candace Parker facial expressions saved to my phone and I use them as gifts because they're not gifts on the iPhone. Yeah, iPhone. Y'all feel like y'all listen to everything else. You hear this shit, Apple. Get that shit together. Get a Candace Parker fucking gift thing flowing around for the phone because I be using that shit. Like Candace Parker facial expressions is fucking elite. So that's when I'm and I'm hearing her talk and I'm like, and I get it. When even when people do interviews, I feel like niggas be trying, especially when men are interviewing women. I feel like they do try to give them the safe space and the benefit of the doubt where you don't try to go too hard on it. But me listening, I'm kind of like, get that shit sounds cute when you're saying it to men. But then if I'm like, I put other women in that space, it's kind of like, and, don't, and, and, and ladies, don't, I promise you, I'm gonna get back to the Nick. But I just my brain, I'm just kind of flesh out my thoughts. I'm gonna get, I promise you, I'm gonna get back to him and the Russell Wilson shit in two seconds. Um. And the reason why I even got there, because he brought up asking her, you know, about like her, just the shit that she wear and how people kind of, and she got kind of got frustrated and got kind of got mad at him and he had to tap dance around it. But that's who he is. And that's why even with that little clip that I played, when Mike first said this to me, I was kind of like, it's kind of inappropriate because she's there, but I've heard him tell these same stories when it's him and just a bunch of niggas. Or he, when they did couples episodes, when it was him and his wife, and he told the same story with him and his wife and other men and their wives, he told us, that's just kind of who he is. That's his stick. So I'm not, I like, I didn't really want to like hold like Dan, this nigga kind of being like a perv. And, 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 and the crazy thing is, and he may, and they may have felt that he was a little bit and they was kind of catching a backlash because I felt like they normally do like maybe one episode a week. I felt like they put out like two or three of them just to kind of like flush that Taylor Rook shit out. Like, well, I don't want people to really see this shit. Like, they literally probably think I put out a Jalen Ramsey jump this week and they put out one other jump. So, yeah, I think they put out like three episodes this week. So, it was kind of like, and they normally only do like one. But I can, I know, niggas know, like, if you part, you kind of know, like, all right, this shit, let me hurry up and try. Like, if people ain't catch this one, I don't want this to be the one that they go to this week. Let me hurry up and flush this one out. And I felt like that's what they was kind of doing because it, 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 that interview had its moments where it was kind of like, I felt bad for her, but I'm like, damn, I'm not only feeling bad for her because she's a woman. And if you want to be in this space, you got to kind of have that big dick energy. You can't be wanting people to just keep giving you jobs and a pity party because you're a woman. You want to be elite when you're around the niggas, a la Candace Parker. That's why you're on Thursdays. No, what's her? They on Tuesdays. Niggas, her and a bunch of niggas. It's her, Shaq, D-Wade. And fucking whatever the, the young white boy is, but it's all but the but the the real draw in is her and Shaq always go back and forth. And Shaq, bro, Shaq is Shaq, but his favorite goes like Candace is always bullying me. That's all you you can find that clip. You can find that shit anywhere on social media. He always saying how Candace bully him, and that's just who she is. Like she not looking for niggas. To, nah, bro, she ain't looking. I'm not looking for you niggas to throw me in no pity party, nigga. I'm here. I'm smacking this motherfucking big ass deal on the fucking table. I'm here to play, nigga. What's popping? Like, what the fuck are we doing? And that's so I just I that was my kickback for that shit. I kind of like I I I get so frustrated sometimes when I be like I can see when niggas is being nice in the middle of interviews, and that kind of almost like where I was like that's where you love old Charlemagne. Charlemagne now is just extremely too nice to everybody, not even just women. But that's when it was just like I kind of remember. I still can remember that Charlemagne wouldn't let some of that shit fly. And I would just be wishing, like, you kind of can't let certain shit fly. Oh, yeah. And the reason, and the last thing I want to talk about with that interview, because then she was just like, oh, people are so weird. They want to know who I'm dating. And they literally just did an interview with Stephen A. Smith a week ago prior to that. And Stephen A. Smith was talking about how 
nigga, I date, but my dating rules is you cannot touch your phone, no public fucking um, PDA or nothing. And then she was making it like people be so pressed to know who I'm dating. And then I was kind of like, this one I feel like social media is a fucking lie because if you did a poll, the crazy thing is I know most women who listen, y'all don't even know who this woman is I'm even fucking talking about. That's one. And two, more people would give a fuck if you did a poll. Who who would y'all rather know who was dating who they who their significant other was? T- Stephen A. Smith's significant other or Taylor Rooks? I'm a hundred percent positive and willing to damn near bet my life that eighty five percent of the motherfuckers in the world would say Stephen A. Smith. Why? Because Stephen A. Smith talks so much shit. People will want to know what type of pussy did Stephen A. get? That nobody give a fuck who you dating, girl. Only reason why people even care because it's the way you do the fucking interviews at. You do them shits like it's like almost like a fucking hotel fucking setting on some shit like that. And it's just very like it's so mild mannered. There's no aggression to that shit. That's why people would be putting all that other shit like, come on, bro, stop. We're getting like fuck that pity party shit. Like nobody gives a fuck. I promise you. And that's what I wish one of them niggas would have said it when she was going on that so barber. Like, I don't understand why people are so like because I really don't give a fuck who you're dating. I don't even care. Because if you get the fucking getting on social media and posting a nigga a lot, bitch, I might unfollow you. The fuck are you talking about? But niggas really like bro, Stephen A talks a lot of shit. Niggas in heat, but guess what? Charlemagne do the same thing. And these niggas, Charlemagne ain't post Charlemagne will get on so he will talk about his wife and his kids. He's not posting them. It's not gonna happen. I'm hundred percent positive. More people give a fuck about what Charlemagne's wife looked like than they give a fuck about who Taylor Rooks is dating. Let alone probably even know who the fuck she is. I'm gonna go out on another limb. More people give a fuck about who Stephen A. Smith is dating. Then, like, come on. And Stephen A. Bro, he said that shit. I said, oh, Stephen A. is low-key gangster with his shit. That nigga said, you cannot take a picture. You can't touch me in no fucking public or nothing. And he's Stephen A., bro. He's been Stephen A. for a very long t- Stephen A. has been at least Stephen A. for at least 10 plus years now. So he is a real fucking celebrity. This is primetime fucking TV. Like, don't get it. This ain't for play play. And you're like, yeah, I go out on dates, but she can't take her fucking phone. So, I mean, it is what it is. Anyway, getting back to this nigga. And this nigga sitting here saying that Russell Wilson was corny, right? And I think, I think, of course, people have all... I, I, the only reason why I think I people think people think Russell Wilson is so corny because Sierra is coming from dating the extreme. So you're, you're kind of... Um, motherfuckers don't know Russell Wilson for real. He don't do a bunch of interviews for real. And then it's just like, what's your definition of corny? Have you like, have you ever talked to a quarterback before? I, and don't get it twisted. Like, if you was asking me who I would rather go hang out with at a bar, yeah, Russell Wilson probably would be. If I'm just, let's just name ten quarterbacks off the rip: Tom Brady or Russell Wilson. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning or Russell Wilson. Peyton Manning. And it's fucked up, Russell Wilson. I may want to say I even might want to go to the bar with Eli. Because Eli may... Uh, I always, some, some commercials and some shits I be debating, I don't even know who got more personality. Is Eli or Peyton? So I'm probably take... Matter of fact, before all of them niggas, let's be clear, I'd rather go hang out with Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton before any of them fucking white men that I just named. But I kind of get... But outside of them, maybe those my five years, Peyton, Eli, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton... Um. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers, and probably both of the young two young black niggas. Trey, what's the Trey Lance? 
San Francisco and Justin Fields, they kind of seem like they man, they they teeter on the nigga shit. Yeah, so yeah, I, I I but I get it, but I don't get it because he's such a corny nigga. Like if, if any of y'all have listened to it, because I've talked about the show before, if you listen to I'm Athlete, I mean of course we all know like nigga fucking Ocho Cinco's Ocho Cinco. So and he told y'all that that's why he can wear fake fucking jewelry because he's him. Like, so don't ever get that fucked up. So he, he's being him. So, of course, he's going to always be the star wherever the fuck he go. And then Brandon Marshall does a great job at, like, making men be emotional in men in manly spaces. So he kind of, like, he was just, the, he just corny, he's corny to me. So it's kind of like, I'm like, if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm probably looking at, like, the fucking audacity for me. Like, and don't get it twisted. His wife is, fucking, that man's wife is very beautiful. Like, very, like she reminds you of, um, what was Russell Wilson? What's Russell Simmons' wife? Um, that he got the kids with that had the baby fat. Uh, I'm drawing a fucking blank, but y'all know who I'm talking about. His wife looked like her, Kamali. His wife looks like Kamali Simmons, like like the young version of her for sure. Um, but yeah, he's a very corny nigga. Like he's just bro. Every his whole demeanor, he's the worst dressed nigga that they ever have on on his show on the old show nigga he's a horrible fucking dresser he dresses like shit he wears fat man jeans like when you see his wife you're gonna be like no way in hell how the fuck did he get her so it was kind of like it's the audacity for me it's like nigga you got probably got your wife because nigga you're rich and you don't and you don't press your wife to work you got your wife because you're rich nigga you're you're pushing off your uh your fucking feelings about yourself and probably how you got your wife onto fucking on onto fucking Russell Wilson and Sierra because that like bro you're corny I don't give a fuck what you talking about like and that's and I think that's one of the things where it's just like I guess that's one of the cool things that men can always hide behind you can always hide behind and that's just like the rapper shit oh, as long as my bitch bad and I'm rich that's all like I'm I'm still some man you still a corny nigga I don't give a fuck I'm sorry but let's call the fucking spade a spade let's call the kettle black bro you're corny you calling Russell Wilson corny is the fucking audacity for me I it made no sense like get the fuck out of here bro have you looked at yourself in the mirror. You're pushing 40s and you got like dresses pushed to the fucking back. You fucking light skin with a fucking skinny ass beard, like bro, and you got like a pedophile mustache. Like, relax, my nigga. Like, come on. And your teeth are wild fucked up. And I'm not even a teeth person, but I'm gonna come clean. I I'd be seeing people with like the icy whites and they just spend like, bro, you and I'm not about to tell y'all how rich I am and I can't spend 30 bands on some teeth. Like that shit sounds fucking stupid to me. Like, get the cut your hair, get some new teeth and and get a real fucking stylist, and then we make and come back to the conversation that Russell Wilson being corny. But niggas is only saying, like, bro, Sierra don't really talk to corny niggas. Like, so I'm not about to play with, like, I don't think he he ain't future, but I don't know how corny he can be. Nigga, let's think, go down the list of niggas that Sierra's been in real relationships with. 50 Cent, Bow Wow when he was Bow Wow. Amari Stoudemire, Future, and she had it, and she only had a kid by future. Her and Bala was in a long term relationship. Think about that shit. And she got multiple kids with Russell Wilson and them. So I don't know how corny you can like. I know men ego like to say certain shit, but nigga, I know how to check my ego at the door. It's something about this nigga that she felt that fucking comfortable. And don't get it. And we ain't saying like she ain't. This not like oh he because he got some money. Nigga, all them niggas had money. Like I said, she was talking to Bow Wow when Bow Wow was Mister One Hundred Six and Park. Like don't get it fucked up. Bow Wow could have definitely fucking locked up the fucking club if he wanted to. Like come, on, let's be fucking clear. Fifty Cent is Fifty Cent. Omari started my Google his fucking network. So like, come on, bro. Like I hear you, niggas. Just I feel like sometimes niggas just like to just like. Niggas like to throw shots where they shouldn't be fucking throwing that. Like, what's, what's that saying? Don't fucking throw glass at the. Don't throw glass if you live in a glass house. Yeah, crying child, eat a dick. 
Let's play a game of messy baby mamas. Y'all tell me which direction y'all want to go in first. Matter of fact, this could be versus the baby mama edition. Tell me which baby mama y'all want to go first. I'm going to play like y'all can answer. And this one, this one, we will give you in corner number one. We got baby mama number one. This baby mother is the baby mother of this rapper with this hit record. And in corner number two, the baby mother of this rapper. Well, she's not the baby mother of this rapper, but the baby mother that she actually is the baby, well, the baby father of the baby mother, whatever. You probably won't know the song, so I can't play a song of his, but I'll play the man that she's attached to right now. So we're just going to call her a baby daddy. I mean, his her baby daddy too, but it's not a baby daddy, but you get what I'm saying. She's dating this rapper. Whatever. Um, anyway, we talking about Black China. We talking about Ari Fletcher. Hey, I'm not even gonna hold it. Let me let's start with Ari, right? Because I really love Ari. And shout out to Black China. Like I Black China is what I own. Shout out and people listen to what I'm saying. Cause I, I feel like one like one of my best relationships that I've ever been in in my life, my four-year relationship with my stripper uh, girlfriend, when I very first started podcasting, one of y'all took the episode and sent it to her, and I know that's why she blocked me and unfollowed me on social media. So please, and her and Black China used to be friends. So please, these same type of people who listen to this shit, bro, don't not take this shit up and chop it up and be crazy, because I do want to see Black China one day, and hopefully I can still be. Um, so again, the, I don't know why I just even went on that little slight rant. But um. Yeah, back to Ari. And I'm going to tell you how vicious. Damn, I want to see if I can find that video. I, fuck, I should have, even before I started this shit, I should have looked for this fucking video, right? Well, anyway, it was a video of Ari. Um, damn, did she put it on her page? I think she might have put that shit on her page. When she was, um, God damn, when she was having her son. Let me see if she put this shit on her page. Maybe she didn't. I can't find the shit. Fuck it. But it was a video. Uh, it was her son, and he was going brazy on her ass when she was when like about when it came up. I don't know how the conversation came up about her having another kid, but she's so vicious because mother. I could. I didn't even know what was going on, but I read between the lines immediately. Seen as soon as I seen the video of how he didn't want her to have another kid. I didn't even know the backstory on what all the other shit was going on yet, but I was like. Oh, she's vicious. She posted this video that basically it was indirectly telling you that when he go with his father, he giving them other kids too much attention. So that's why she don't want him. That's why he don't want her to have another kid because he going to feel the same way. I didn't even know none of this shit. When I first seen the video, that's the first thing that went to my head. I was like, holy shit. Oh, she's a vicious motherfucker, bro. I understand how she got so much influence because she just, she just, she just fucking, um, if she was a lawyer, she just swayed the shit out of the jury. She just pulled a fucking method man on the whole fucking courtroom. You could, that shit was, shout out to North Carolina, they beating Kansas ass right now. Um, but hold on one second. My man LaMelo ball in the AT&T commercial. I just, I had, hey, he got his ice on. Come on, fucking LaMelo. That is a light-skinned, ghetto-ass little fucking pretty boy nigga. Shout out to LaMelo ball, man. Matter of fact, Father's Day, I ain't gonna post my own father. I'm posting LaVar ball. Fuck that. Y'all got me fucked up. Hey, 
LeVar Ball in the fucking commercial? Oh my god, I apologize. Oh, come on. LeVar and LaMelo in a fucking commercial together for AT&T 5G, fastest relatable service. Hey, AT&T, cut me a fucking check, bitch. Um, Yeah, but no, but going back into the Ari shit, right? She was, she swayed the jury so much, I didn't even know what the fuck the story was going on. And you could just tell, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not about to go look for the clips. And y'all know about most of this messy shit more than I do, because y'all be sending me the shit to talk about it. Um, but anyway, so it was just, she she was swaying the jersey. I, so I already knew what, I knew how she was painting this picture. And I, like I said, I didn't know. I didn't even know until like later on in the week what was actually going on, because you kept seeing more videos come up. And it was just like, and it's so fucked up because it's just like, and this kind of go when I'm talking about the social media shit earlier, when I'm talking about money bag, yo. And it kind of put, it don't put him in a real fucked up position because G Herbo isn't as a, he ain't nowhere near as a relevant rapper as fucking Moneybag, yo. Now, if this was probably like her baby father was like Dirk or Baby or Future or somebody, this shit may play out way more difficult for Moneybag. He probably would have to fucking um, really kind of pick a side where it would almost probably, he'd probably have to like step away from her if he really was looking for features for real. But because G Herbo is, and I'm not, I don't want to shit on G Herbo and say he, like he's irrelevant, but he's not the go-to guy for fucking features. So I can, you can tolerate him and her having their back and forth, and he does it very respectably. Like don't, don't get it twisted. Like he, like it, it get more catty and and real childish. Realistically, it's more on Ari's. Um, it's more on on her. Out of it's coming from her corner. She's more aggressive with it. She is the aggressor in these conversations when they're getting very tacky and messy. And then it's fucked up because Fab is kind of like, he ain't in the middle of it, but this is his stepdaughter. Like, and pe- you know what I'm saying? Like, people know her from before the G Herbo shit. Like, this was fucking Fab's stepdaughter. It's Emily's oldest daughter. Like, that shit kind of get messy. And it's kind of like, I right, really don't. And she don't give a fuck. Like, and she's kind of like, fuck everybody. Like, you know, like, keep the fuck away. And she was so petty because she was calling this fucking girl the fucking babysitter. Like, oh my, man. I- I swear to God, I feel like I need to find these fucking clips because that shit, like, bro, calling a nigga's baby mother, and this is about to be his baby mother, the two of his kids, the babysitter is fucking insane, dog. Saying the babysitter, of course I want the babysitter to have a good relationship with my son so I can go out and do what the fuck I need to do. I said, hold the fuck up, mo. Ain't nowhere hell you call this girl the fucking babysitter is crazy. Nine times out of ten, G Herbo will marry this girl before he even thinks. Like, bro, he, she got two kids up now, and that's the crazy shit because women hold kids like trophies. Because y'all on the same playing field when both of y'all just got a kid and both of y'all was just girlfriends. And it's just like you can't. I can't never really sit here saying y'all know I done came when we didn't had this argument on here before, and there's nobody here to argue with me before. I told y'all I think fucking Ari is more fucking popping than G Herbo, so it's just like I, I can't see him making like she's doing this shit for clout. So it has to be some type of validity towards why these shits is coming out. And I think that's where, because she because she's so popular, I think that's what makes the argument a lot more realistic. And it makes it fucked up because people kind of be like, if nobody knew her for real outside of G Herbo, then people could be like, oh yeah, it's some clout shit. Like when you seen, what was the shit recently? We were just talking about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, What was it? Uh, Chief Keith baby mother and, and like and little baby or some wild shit like that. It was kind of like, all right, this some clout chasing shit because like, all right, bitch, I don't even, we don't know you from Adam and Eve. Who do, I wouldn't even if the, if the headline ain't say you was Chief Keith baby mother, I wouldn't never even thought it or believed it. Um, 
So in this one of those type of situations, it makes it way more believable. But because I mean, we already got a new page, but her last page, bro, she had like ten million followers on the gram. She don't need no clout. She had more fucking followers than G Herbo and Shorty combined. Like the fuck are we talking about? Like she might even got more fucking followers than Fabulous. Like let's be real. So I don't. She don't need the clout. So it's kind of like you know it has to be coming from. And don't get me wrong, we not in the bedroom with none of these motherfuckers. I don't know how. Um, intimate or how was her you know real feelings because I, I i told y'all on this a million times i don't be believing 90 percent of you motherfuckers who post relationships and you, especially when you're trying to post them and this is like and this shit is like you're trying to prove to me that you're happy and this shit is so much better i don't believe that shit and i believe like probably when realistically when her and herbo was fucking with each other it was from a genuine space because he wasn't popping for real. Nobody knew who the fuck she was. Like, I'm not discrediting G Herbo. Like, he didn't give her no validity. He definitely did. But nobody knew who neither one of them was. It was like some Chicago love story shit. It made sense. They was on some ghetto hood rat shit. I think it's even videos on YouTube of her beating his ass, like, outside of a party and some other shit. Like, it made sense. For where they both was at the time, that shit made sense. It didn't seem like one, you know, was way, like, it was a it was a mismatch type of thing. And I'm sure she wasn't even on, like, all the design and shit and all that other crazy shit. Because she's not even really on that shit now for like of course like most of the influencer girls she got the purses and maybe the shoes but nine times out of ten most of their clothes is free is some boutique shit so they not like on some super like these the best dressed women in the world type shit so it's just like it made sense at the moment but then it's kind of just like so i think that love you can't you 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 kind of can't that that love you can't fake so them having a kid i feel like it came from a real love space i don't feel like it was one trapping the other because even still if you ask whoever um to go down the list of like their top fucking shit you can say top 10 fucking rappers from chicago g herbo still may not top 10 he might be in there but top five he ain't in nobody top five from chicago nobody i don't give a fuck who you ask he ain't in nobody top five nigga kanye west is from fucking let's be clear kanye west is from chicago chief keith is from chicago lord dirk isn't from chicago they go three already you ask one of these kids juice world gonna be in that motherfucker so they go four what's the what's the fifth spot you, like that one like it depends on how who now number five is going to depend on the age of the person you ask because if i ask somebody in 30 plus they're going to fucking say common or twist or one of these other motherfuckers lupe fiasco they ain't gonna say gerbo i promise you that a kid may say gerbo and that's a kid who don't listen to none of the other Chicago op niggas that these niggas beefing with because if he if he named one of them one of these other niggas may be replaceable so that's what I'm just saying, just to kind of shoot her some bail. I don't think it's no clout shit. I think them two actually probably really actually loved each other. And don't get it twisted. I'm sure G Herbo probably loves this other girl. Because you can kind of always tie this into the Russell Wilson filter shit. It's like you have one extreme that's super fucking toxic and super loud, super ghetto. And then you have this other woman who presents herself as a mild classier laid back woman and don't get it twisted Ari had a video with that as well when she was calling these, these i think i'm sure you could probably go in the shade room all these videos are like coincide with each other you can find like clips where all these shits play back to back right and you can see she said that shit like don't get i'm not about to sit here and let you fucking uh play this good girl role for the fucking internet this little makeup fucking image you have because that is how this young lady presents herself she presents herself like very classy they don't get it twisted. That picture did was kind of wild that they had the picture when it was uh like all of them kind of like naked and the youngest baby butt was out. That picture was kind of OD, but I'm not telling people how to raise their kids. That picture was kind of crazy though. Um, 
but outside of that people really don't say too much about her because even with because her mom is like a classy woman like don't get it twisted like emily fat as shit but she's a very classy woman she don't come off like real like loud and ghetto not even even on the love and hip-hop shit like at her i feel like love and hip-hop probably was like her at her worst like behavior wise she still wasn't like very like she wasn't fucking uh what's one of them other she wasn't jostling she wasn't fucking like k michelle or one of these other wild bitches on there so it was just like that's just who you know what i'm saying that's how she come off that's how they portray themselves it's very um beautiful women but very quiet mild-mannered women and she i was like man this shit is a facade bitch i know who you is for real don't make me show motherfuckers who you really are boom or whatever the case may be long story short I, again why i believe social media is fake i believe a lot of people post bullshit and really don't be over their exes i told y'all like in the back of my mind i always wonder like i know so many women who'll be pressing me to go like let's go to brunch let's go this and the third and i and i end up seeing him go with another nigga and i always wonder to in my mind be like damn are you just here with this nigga because i didn't feel like going i literally bro that should be funny i i watch it bro i pay attention to a lot of shit i know women who like and you know what's so funny i got a homegirl and she's and she was sending me a video like her her friends like turning up in the car and i'm bro i'm a nigga one and i know this woman the music DJ was playing. I knew a nigga was in the car. And then three, she not even paying attention in the back of this nigga car. You know, like when people like used to, I, this is definitely like some old ass shit. I didn't even know niggas still did this shit. And I would never do this. But people put your hats in the fucking back of the junk. So the nigga hats is in like the back of the fucking junk. I'm like, bro, you like, and she's trying to, you can tell she's trying to crop the nigga out. Like she don't want you to see, but I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm not going to say nothing about it. Cause I don't give a fuck, but I see, I paid attention to it to talk about it on here, which I always do. But like, I seen that shit, but I always just wonder, it's just like, how many women really you, how many women are doing shit with niggas who wasn't their first option? And, that, and that's just the, that's just the thing piece. For, for my niggas who listening, like, I feel like I've been tapping into us the entire episode, but it's another thank piece for you. I don't mean, like, I, I, hopefully you ain't the nigga who just did, like, the replacement nigga, and she had another nigga that she'd rather do the shit with. Just food for thought. Think about it. Let's get into Black China. Rack, rack city, bitch. Wanted to play motherfucking lime in the cooking. What was that Tiger Joint? Y'all, I, rem I remember it, but I don't remember how it went. Let me y'all remember Tiger Black China be always trying to get her shit off on Tiger, like he ain't really be having. And it's hard for me to ever believe. Um, how the fuck you spell coconut? I'm dumb as shit. I'm really trying to find this real quick, just just so we can go down memory lane real quick before we even play with Tiger. Why, like, even if you put it in, why it don't come up? This say sugar beast. Why the fuck? That's crazy, Tiger. What type of shit you on? Why you ain't got lime and the coconut on fucking um Apple Music you playing right now? Anyway, anyway, Tiger. Let me just real quick. I, I I'm just I have like I have to play this now because it's just not. I'm not fuck that shit. Anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, so Black China came out and she what was her fucking tweet? It was. I had to give up three of my cars a day. And the first time people were like, one, why the fuck do you got three cars? And that's, this is again, social media bullshit. 
One, Black China, you are not a rapper. Two, Black China, you do not play in the NBA. Three, Black China, you do not play in the NFL or Major League Baseball or soccer, bro. Why do you have three cars? Like, why? Like, just explain to me why. What the fuck is the purpose of that? It's just be like, some shit just don't even make, like, when you have, and I, and I hate to judge people because I've been there, but not at that bad of a level. Because when shit is clicking and shit is rolling, when the money is rolling in your favor and you are hustling and you are finessing and you are really getting to it and it's coming, money is coming in at a fast pace. And especially if you feel like you hustled for it, but you kind of like you're functioning the hustle. And if you get what I mean, it's not like, um, it's not like a PPP loan. It's not one of them type of hustles. It's not like a, uh, it's um, it's not even almost not like a bartending type of shit. It's a, like, I'm making money off of me. But I think sometimes people don't never just like, and I can just, like I said, put, I could put this shit as in the party promoting. I could put this shit in the trapping. You kind of know, like, it's something in between, but it's really you. Like, I'm banging because I'm outside. I'm banging for real. I'm throwing these parties and these shits is coming off because my name on these bitches. I'm structured. I literally was just having this conversation with Top because they did like an XIB reunion joint. I'm telling him, I'm like, the nigga, like, and, and don't give me, and this be like some internal shit I be having with my friends. I be like, bro, y'all niggas like to really kind of like run bags up off of my shit. And I just let niggas cook. It is what it is. But I just tell him like, bro, that flyer, he just, all he did is went and did one of my, he just went on Google and just put in XIB. And that fucking same flyer is going to pop up a million times because I structured that flyer for my look of my flyer. So when niggas see that shit, you already know what you're going to get. So when the nigga do it, that, and that's how like with, with Black China is, that's all that is. It's just like, she felt like, nigga, I'm running, I'm running this bag up off of me being Black China. Don't get it twisted. I'm paid. What money I got in my bank account is because of me. So I get how she probably, I understand how she ended up buying three cars because she probably figured, Bitch, I made this money off of me being me. But every dog, I've said this a million times, every dog gonna have his day. Everybody going fucking, everybody ain't gonna stay hot forever, especially when, for, and this is not just to pick on women, when you selling pretty, I heard a motherfucker say this is a new bitch turning 21 every day. You can't sell pretty unless you burn these. And I think I feel like we a lot of us just shoot Bernice Bell because we just love Bernice. But if we on on the on the um on the popularity meter right now, she ain't up there. It's Ari and it's Jada Waiter. And then the fucked up thing about it is now all the girls who probably would have been Instagram girls, they rap. Just think about it. Like think, think about the girls that who Bernice or Ari and them would be competing with. It's the city girl. It's Cardi, it's Meg the Stallion, it's fucking Lotto. I'm not gonna put Nikki in that category with them, but the rest of them is is fucking Lyson Keisha. Lyson Keisha does the Fenty Savage shit just like the rest of y'all do. She rapped though. Lotto do the Fenty Savage shit, but she rapped. So it's like that space is getting a lot crowded. It's a little bit more crowded now. It's not just a look, it's a look with a hit record. It's a look with a personality. Some of these motherfuckers lack that shit. So now, you still gonna always have your followers, but is are you gonna have that influence? Is your name still gonna hit that? Is this your name still gonna be impactful? I could tie this shit in the men. I seen the jump academics was talking about like all the little niggas who got popular off of um like 
the, the the clout wave and that was probably like some of y'all probably not even know who none of these niggas is anyway but it was like ugly god trippy red six nine six nine probably is, is trippy red and six nine may be the biggest names that some of y'all may be familiar with lord yachty came in on that same wave and of niggas too but little yachty kind of like he did a smart thing he kind of got he went with qc and so he kind of got to like find a cooler way to transition out of the 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 clout shit but let's use six nine and and trippy red and them niggas for the biggest example some of those niggas still have followers but they don't have no real influence the fuck people not gonna unfollow you got the motherfuckers following you, especially if you don't even post that much people fucking forget to unfollow you. they just follow us cool and some of them followers be fucking dead followers and that's why comments and shit don't match sometimes it happens so you still have the followers but people will pay and now you'll see it it trickles down into the nft shit and then some other shit. I seen Moneybag Yo and Nikki do this shit. And they was like, uh, whatever for some PS4s or some whatever type of shit. Or go on the shopping spree and get these Louis bags. I seen both of them post the same weird shit the same day. I don't know what the fuck it is. But a lot of people be paying motherfuckers with a lot of followers to do that shit. Like, you'll see some of, like, why we tying it into just, like, pretty girls and rap. Like, Ro Ruby Rose. She do a lot of that shit. Fucking, what's the other girl? Uh, Danny Lay. She stay promoting some NFT shit. And it's just like that wave eventually it's gonna run out. Pretty is eventually gonna run out. And for black and the, the tie all back in because we talk about black China, I kind of went all over the place. But her her run his kind of on pretty has ran up. And then you know it's really ran up because now she's talking about, she's picking back up her lawsuits on Kim Kardashian and like bro, come on, these bitches are billionaires. You can't sue a billionaire, bro. Your money ain't long enough to go to court with them. They could prolong that shit forever. That's what the fuck Meg trying to do to Tory right now. When you sue these big ass corporations and these people with shitloads of money, they got enough money to make this fucking court shit take forever. And they gonna eventually feel like you just gonna tap out because you can't pay for your lawyer no more. So again, Black China just she looking nuts right now. She said that shit and then and she was complaining like she do. She's a single mom, she do it on her own. And that's what had fucking Rob Kardashian and Tiger like, bitch how, bitch where the audacity for me. One of them niggas, what Tiger said, he have his son Monday through Saturday. Rob Kardashian said he has his daughter from, what did he say from, I think, what was his, from Tuesday to Sunday, Saturday? So basically it seems like Black China is just a mom on Sunday. Nigga say I pay for everything. I think he said his school was 37000 He pays for all health care and all that other shit. And um, all like the after school activities, clothes, whatever. Tiger said the same thing. I think Tiger School was forty thousand. And he asked Rob Kardashian, said, "God damn, how your school three thousand dollars shorter than mine?" And he probably we wanted to say, "Nigga, you richer than me. You in a fucking billionaire family? Like, nigga, how you three thousand cheap on the fucking school?" And they and their stories match. And they both and them and this was under a com like on the shade room comment section. Them niggas both literally clap clap back at the same exact time. So that you knew they couldn't make this shit up. And she kind of just didn't. Only her only response was LOL to Tiger. And it's because you kind of like, yeah, you out of the two of them niggas, the craziest thing is Tiger probably is the easier one to pick on because Tiger's kind of like, nigga, I drop my hits and I go about my business. Like Tiger really ain't in the mix on like the scene with the black people for real. Like, don't get it fucked up. Tiger come and make his hit. Like Tiger, like do your, do your Googles on Tiger. One, Tiger Paul's no homo. He was getting his shit off on of OnlyFans. He made it some a lot of money on OnlyFans. And Tiger stay with a fucking hit, dog. He really be making hits. A lot of them shits. So it's just like, it was cool. But like I said, I think just a side note, just people can take note of is your pretty eventually will run out. 
And be careful when it's your goal and it's your time and you really running up a bag. Be careful how you spend money. I'm speaking from experience. I'm not, this ain't the, I'm not one of these mother, this ain't me being judgmental. Trust and believe. When that motherfucking eye was high, I thought this bitch was going to stay on fire forever. And then, and don't get me wrong, my reality came because I found God. And I can and I've said this on, I came on here, I've had this conversation with me and my brother was on here. And that is one of my biggest, like, just fights. It's kind of like, damn, I got my life right with the Lord. And it was kind of like, I sacrificed my bread for that shit. I'll get a twist. I still, I'm still doing me. Still got a roof over my head. I can still eat whatever the fuck I want. But that shit ain't clicking the way it was when I just was just living and just waking up every day and just doing me. It's a, that shit is a huge difference. It happens though. Some life gonna happen. Life is going to fucking life. I tell y'all that shit all the time. The closer you get, the further you get in your thirties, life is going to fucking life, Jack. It ain't no way controlling that shit. And it's just, I, I, I'm, and that's why I can't make too much fun of Black China. It's just kind of, it's like for niggas, I get where niggas can laugh at it because men just be so butthurt because you ain't Black China baby father. You could never fuck her. So niggas want to drag it and make it a, a bigger story than what it is. And then women make it a big story because y'all bitches just some haters. Black China, she got two paid ass baby fathers. She might not be reaping the benefit of it, but I don't know because I ain't in there fucking financial shit. But she got them niggas. She trapped them. She felt like she did. And it may backfire. So some people feel like you want to laugh at other people's shit. But I, I just know I've been too close to all of that type of shit. It's hard for me to laugh at that shit because I just understand how one day it can just mysteriously change. And everybody has a different reason. My shit was, I got, I have religion. So I, some things I just can't just, just know it makes no sense. It's, it's some shit just mentally and fucking spiritually, it makes no sense for me. So I'm cool with it. I can, I'll take my L that way and I feel like it'll, it'll figure itself out at a later date and time. But for some people, it just, Black China was selling beauty. She was selling influence. When them two things started to wash up, now she probably kind of looking at shit a little bit like, damn, what the fuck is going on? And it's crazy for men. I think men have those. We have so many. I've, I've came on here. We talked about Antoine Walker. You talked about Mike Beasley. We have so many of those um, different stories. And I don't know. I think it's I think it's easier for men to hear them and deal with them because it's just us. Women don't like that y'all mind y'all business when it comes to that type of shit. And which y'all probably shouldn't because y'all got y'all raising little boys. Some of y'all, y'all want y'all kids to play sports. So y'all should play. I hope when y'all hear me talk about these stories, y'all pay attention to them in that case to kind of try to like help your kid plan out for some of those situations. But it happened. Like I I'm not I'm not gonna hee hee ha and laugh at Black China. It, it was like you get a little cackle out of it because them niggas clap back with like extremely fast, and then it just seemed like super nuts, like damn bro you only got your kids your woman that i think that's the only reason why i sound crazy like bro you're a woman and you have your kids once a week is fucking crazy it's crazy and then it's just like women love to say men ain't shit but then it'd be like it's almost like it's fucking church mice and the fucking like no crickets at the fucking party no more like now let's talk about like bro if ain't shit ain't wasn't had needed a mascot, well, goddamn, here come fucking Black China is the fucking mascot, the fucking president, the vice president. Like, what the fuck? Like, come on, bro. What the fuck is we doing? Tighten up, ladies. Now, nah, before we bring in this next topic, matter of fact, well, I kind of low key like this raspy voice. I got hear how it playing out right now, but right now I feel like I'm like Jada gets home, like Wayne on his prime, like when he used to hit the lean, like heavy. My shit, I don't even know how to do it, but anyway. 
before we get into this next topic, y'all know what we're here for. So let's tune this shit in like a black family. Let's sing this shit together. Y'all know I'm going to fuck it up. And literally, before we even get 10 seconds into this fucking beat, even fucking dropping, but we're going to bring fucking belly recapping just like we supposed to. Like we in fucking West Philadelphia. Close your eyes. Let's act like we in brunch. And this in the, like we, how many mimosas shot down? Six before y'all get tipsy. I feel like six mimosas. The average person, I'm going to say 80% of y'all listening right now, six mimosas down, this song, come on, we getting busy. Ain't this what they've been waiting for? Been waiting for? Uncle Phil, you ready? You ready? RV, you ready? Uh, Hillary, you ready? Uh, Sounds like, like this, this, to shine like, like this. this. So I had Rhyme like this, the ground like this, in a in a town like this, in a town. Like, I feel like I am not black because I don't, but I y'all know I'm mentally retarded. This is the boat kicking, and I can't never remember shit. Just just a bit of fucked up shit. In a pants and bag and pants and rocked up my wrist. Tell the truth, tell the truth, unless it's yeah I do, and the and I go, and the clear view. What was y'all thoughts when they ended ballet like that with jazz and fucking? But once, real quick, just pause, no homo. I mean this in a non-gayest way. I appreciate that this jazz just looks more, he looked way more cooler. He look, just looks more fucking, um, he, 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 he just looks better as a man. Like, he presents even well. Like, him getting Hillary now, it makes sense. Because when you see jazz, one, he going crazy with the Jews. Every time, jazz does not waste a fucking line. Every time they got jazz on an episode and he talking, he talking that shit, he really... Peacock, Belly, whoever run your Instagram page, reach out to me because y'all fumbling the rock. Because I'm telling you, though, especially now that people like to redo, especially the workout motherfuckers, they always like to find some fucking quotables and fucking put them behind a fucking workout video. Peacock, Belly, reach out to me, y'all fucking fumbling the rock on why the fuck y'all not having jazz quotables on your Instagram page. Cause Jazz be having some quotables. Like he be when he talking to Will, he be giving Will them Instagram jokes. Like you know that like them some fucking Instagram quotables he giving Will right now. Like, oh, he in his bag, he going crazy right now. Like he going the fuck off. Jazz is really if I really knew how to fucking finesse, like edit and do all that other shit, bro. I swear to God, y'all be lucky, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. Somebody whoever know how, I, I, oh, whatever. Fuck y'all. But um, yeah, now Jazz be getting this shit off. And and I Man, bro, Ballet just one of them shows, bro. Like, you can't, like, lead a tough guy shit at home when you watching Ballet. And I, like, and again, I think it's just the older I get, bro. I appreciate when I can just be, like, I appreciate just being alive, bro. When you watch Ballet, then one of those fucking shows where it just be like, I appreciate just being black, being alive. And even the fact that I, you as being an adult and you can watch relatable adult content in so many die like you can digest excuse me you can digest that shit in so many different ways right like when you watch that show you can like you can take pieces from Aunt uh Aunt vibe you could take pieces like really take i could take mad pieces from hillary i'm not even gonna hold you like her character probably to me especially with just me creating content and just the social media space in general you can take so much shit from her even if you're not creating shit and you're just running a business, bro, you can take so much shit from her. And again, and it kind of just like, I really, y'all know how I do. I'm, a, I'm all over the place, so just let me cook. Even when it just goes back to how, like, when her and Jazz land in the bed and he kind of like, like how she telling him, you know, how she got the girl followers up on some other shit and he kind of breaking it down, like, stop looking at her like a, um, like a lick, basically. 
Stop looking at her like on some clout shit. Look at her like you can, like she can be a client. You can build, you can build with her. You can show your range, you know, from her. And it, even they had their little moment when he was like, look, you got my business 5,000 followers. And she kind of like shitted on him like, bro, 5,000 followers is nothing. But I'm happy that you were excited about that little ass bit of followers. And I just love that because it's just like, those are little conversations that like people have and don't get it twisted. Like, and I hate when motherfuckers act like that shit don't matter to them, bro. If you're dating somebody and the numbers is that dramatic and different from each other, it's mentally, somebody has mentally took notes of that in your relationship. One of y'all have seen that shit and took notes on it. Cause I always, women kind of pick and choose when they want to throw that shit in my face. Like, Oh, you're a, Bitch, I'm nowhere near fucking that bullshit influence you think I got on social media, nigga. You better go check my get the fuck off of social media influence. You're fucking bugging. But it, and but they pick and choose that shit. They'll they'll say little, you know, little shit. And so you know that people pay attention to it. But I just love that camaraderie. And I just love how he even like checked her, like, bro, you really know what you're doing on this motherfucker. Don't let her numbers cause and and I know we all do and I'm not gonna say all because some people y'all don't care. Y'all literally just use social media and y'all post memes all day. You your pages, I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter to this extent of what I'm talking about concept. I'm talking about people who are actually on social media trying to um a build brand of rareness to their brands and build use their page as a fucking business card. I always tell to me two things you should be social media. If you on social media as an adult, it's two reasons you should be on this motherfucker. Either as a dating fucking resume or business card. And then for some motherfuckers like me, I use that bitch for both. I'm 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 that motherfucker's a multi-purpose, it's a business card and it's a fucking dating app. So when her when him telling her that, like, don't just look at it because she got more followers than you, because sometimes that doesn't mean people know how to market itself better than you. Because some people will have a bunch of followers and they just be like, all right, and what? I'm not a huge fan of Wallow, but one of the hardest fucking things he ever said is you got all them followers, but y'all motherfucking link in the bio don't do nothing. And that shit is real because that's a different transition. I mean, just real quick, I, don't, I, I do this sometimes. I tell y'all certain jumps, or I'm going to tell y'all who I'm a huge fan of. And she she did, she went on this podcast. What's the name of the jump? I think it's called Sleepers for Suckers. And, this, and he told, and he do a lot. Like if y'all fuck with Earn Your Leisure, he he's kind of his shit is kind of in that lane, bro. He had Ronnie Brown, and she's from she's another person from here. So who ever know her in real fucking life? Please tap me to fucking. Oh my, I love this woman like ridiculously. She is top fucking tier. But oh, after she, bro, she, oh my gosh, she was talking that shit on this joke. But she's what the fuck? Damn, I can't remember what the fuck she said. But she said some fire ass shit on this shit, and it was kind of in line into um whatever fuck I was about to tie this shit in the belly. I, I fuck I drew a blank. But anyway, if if y'all if y'all not, I'm sure a lot of y'all follow Ronnie Brown already. Um, if you don't, go follow her and um, she yeah, just follow her. She went crazy on that fucking uh, on that podcast though, but she is definitely she's top to you. That she is like to me is like when you ever think of like a PG County woman, like bro, close your eyes, it's her. Um, but anyway, back into fucking Bellet. Yeah, that shit is um just their dynamic, just jazz. Every time he, to me, when he's on camera, he just make, I feel like they use his character to make the best out of situations. And the advice he gives is definitely top tier advice to Hillary and to Will. And it was just funny because it was just like, Will calling Hillary, right? And she duck his call and then he called jazz and he like, well, why he answering? And he answered and he like, oh man, what's boom, we'll put Hillary on the phone. He like, huh, what you mean? He like, nigga, stop playing with me and put fucking Hillary on the phone. And he like, all right. And she could hear Will the whole time, like, damn, the jig up. Like, they thought they was low the whole time. Like, nigga, he's saying that shit clear as day. That shit was kind of tight to me. And because it was threw me off for a second because I'm like, um, 
And I was like, oh, don't tell me they about to do this corny shit and act like they don't fuck with each other. Because I ain't like how Hillary introduced Jazz to, uh, to um, what's the girl named Ivy? And he get her, shaking her hand like, oh, are you going to poison me? And then she get to flirting back. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Did I miss something? Like, I thought Jazz and Hillary had a thing going on. But then it like, I, I was like, all right, cool. The very next scene, it was like, all right, back. we back on track. Because I was lost. I'm like, hold the fuck up. What happened? Like, nigga, come on. Don't get it fucked up. Um, Yeah, but him just, him directing her in that way and letting her know, like, nah, I see the value in yourself. Don't get it fucked up. Like. You you bring value to the table. Don't don't let the that follower shit and the picture shit fool you. Like you nah, you really it. You know what you're doing. And, and she figured it. And even when she bought the uh, idea to the girl, she she bought into it. Was like yeah you yeah I, I can fuck with you because the girl like I need somebody like that on my team. And I think a lot of people will wait until um the ship sink until it's completely flatlined and it's completely over until you figure out you need other people to take your shit to the next level and, and it's always that thing i think some people should like that i feel like that uh little quote that jay-z had that time when he was like um you're not gonna be the you're not gonna be the smoking hot uh white horse forever and, and your and your goal is to just stay steady stay like keep that steady pace damn it kansas city came back north Carolina only about 4 45 41 um you're never gonna be hot forever and i think a lot of people they they cherish that shit um so much and, and don't really realize like it, it's more you'll have more longevity in your growth when you got other people help pouring into taking your brand in different directions and allowing your brand to actually really grow outside of whatever little small mind frame you may have had for it. A perfect example, even when Hillary was telling old girl like, "Oh, you should do like um." Like Michelle Obama did with the little turl around, boom, boom, with pull up in the dress. And the girl was like, oh, that's low-key fire. But the girl even called her out on it off the rip when she was like, I don't, I ain't bring you here to kiss my ass. If I needed somebody to kiss my ass, I asked one of these other motherfuckers. And I, but that, but to know that you need them type of people around you, that shit is tight to me. And that, again, that's what I'm saying when I, when I why I feel like ballet is such a fuck. It may, it may be like with those little moments, those shits may be a little bit more relatable to me because that's just the field I'm playing in. So I see that shit and I kind of be like, damn, that's tight that she can kind of like call her out on that shit. And like, nah, nigga, like if you're going to fuck with me, fuck with me, be you for real. Don't be like whatever. And then that's when Hillary got, got comfortable. That shit helped give her confidence to know the shit that Jazz told her. That's why she here. And that girl probably even seen it in her and that's why she's here. That shit was tight to me. And then again, um, bro, Lisa could kiss my ass. I'm not even gonna hold y'all. She was blowing the shit out of me that entire episode. She was acting like, excuse my language. She was acting like such a bitch. That shit was corny, dog. Like you, and, and this is the shit, and, I, and I've said, now y'all have heard me say this a million times, and I'm sure maybe some women who have bumped into me and we have had these moments where it's just like, bro, you want niggas to be so fucking transparent and tell you everything so fast bro it's I, some shit i may just not have told you because bro i don't even know if you're gonna be here tomorrow and i don't want a bunch of motherfuckers running around knowing my real business and and then you gotta think about it for and, and for even for will d for uncle phil was telling him like bro you can't tell her everything this shit why you here for real ain't for everybody to know nobody ain't supposed to know this shit like, they realistically didn't even want fucking Carlton and the rest of the motherfuckers to know so why the fuck do we want somebody outside this household to know that shit and that, but that just kind of go where like, where you can kind of tell like we're privileged. And this is when it kind of, and when you're going to dating and people like to date, um, 
people of their own kind, people of their own ilk, and people like y'all know y'all like to throw that swing when we cut from a different cloth. But sometimes that shit really be mattering because Lisa is such a privileged fucking kid. She don't even understand the fucking sacrifice that Uncle Phil made for her. And she don't understand how fucking Will is from Philly. And he and he can he understand what Uncle Phil did for him. He understand where he used to live and how much of a life this fucking lifeline that Uncle Phil and them threw for him is so fucking major. He ain't trying to fuck that shit up. And he made a fucking mistake. And that is kind of when where he got even upset. Damn, I'm good. This is when he got upset with fucking Uncle Phil. And he was like, bro, I looked at my dad track rocket and nobody never gave him a second chance. He never got in and, and where, where Will had that compassion for his father. At, and which, of course, Uncle Phil and Aunt V and his mom probably really know his dad for real. And they can kind of see the difference between, nigga, your mistake is a real mistake. Your dad probably really was just like, he probably didn't get a break, but your dad probably was still really a piece of shit as well. Like, don't let, don't let that confuse you. Him not getting a break for you and him not the same people at all. And then we'll end up learning that later on in the episode. But yeah, Lisa was just being a bitch. Like, why you didn't tell me? You lied to me. You looked me in my eyes and told me a lie. No, again, excuse my language. No, bitch. I just was doing what my uncle told me. He told me not to tell you this shit. Like, what the fuck? And you still end up fucking finding out. I didn't want you to know this shit. And look how easily your dad found that shit out. He could have easily fucking ended my fucking uncle's whole fucking entire career and fucked this family up for real if he would have came out and said something my uncle didn't fucking call out the race. And that's just, that's the privilege shit, which she don't understand that part. Like, bro, you're too privileged that I had to fucking tell you I love you for you to even wake up and be like, and then she's like, no, you're just telling me you love me because, um, you just telling me you love me because you, you're just trying to like shoot. Like, no, man, bitch, ain't nobody just telling you I love you just so you can fucking be nice to me again. No, I'm telling you how I really fucking feel. That's the only reason why I'm even keep pressing you because I really love you. What the fuck? And that be, and, and you, and I've had these conversations with women, and it's just, it, it, y'all swear to God, y'all be so smart, but y'all be so dumb sometimes that y'all miss the little things that men try to do to show you how much they really fuck with you without have to say it. And of course, I know sometimes people love the, you love the validation, you want to hear the words so it can really register in your brain, but bro, just pay attention for real. If you really paying attention, you should be able to read between the lines to see like, nah, bro, I fuck with you, fuck with you. And you don't, and you don't know too many other motherfuckers that went and crossed these lines with me. You should appreciate this shit, but if you overlooking it because your own insecurities or whatever reasons, you just downplaying my shit until I verbatimly have to come out and tell you I love you. Lisa pissed me off with that shit. She was corny, like she, her and Colton definitely switched roles. Where she was like one of the, you know, like one of the, she was one of the good guys in the show, and then she kind of definitely, the Frank stand could have been opened on her a few times this episode. And I felt for her though when he when she was in the junk in the coffee shop waiting for him and he ain't pop up. And of course she didn't know no backstory behind it. But when I seen that shit, I was like, oh buddy, god damn. And he completely, I mean, of course, he's he been waiting to see his dad for 13 years. So he lost track of time and that shit happened. Um, yeah, that shit just got wicked though. Where we at now? What character? What other character we in? What, who I'm missing? Who I'm missing? I feel like I'm missing somebody. 
you know what's so fun? And then this is this is again where women don't pay attention. And ladies, I love to just when I when I can, because don't get me wrong, y'all make it very hard to kick y'all back in sometimes. But when I can in this room to do it, boom, voila, here we go. There go them bricks. Where you can see Michael Ely's character really showing his true who he is. Cause Aunt Vi was kind of like she she was feeling like guilty because she basically was like she don't realistically need that uh well, I, I want to say it's like, what is it, like a scholarship that she got? She don't need that shit. Like she, because she, I mean, of course, financially, she can fund her own shit. She needs the looks, but she don't need the, like, the financial backing on that other shit. So she kind of like, you know, she wished that that shit would have went to somebody younger and was basically trying to get this nigga his credit. Like, nah, you got an alpha talent. You get it, boom, boom, boom. And he kind of, and she's like, I, I will, I will want to work with you to help, you know, find other talent. He kind of like, realistically, no, he's a piece of shit. The shit that fucking Uncle Phil called him out for. That's who he is. He helps put people on as long as he can fuck. Boom. Somebody cut on some Kodak Black. <laughs> Super Grand Rumbling. Whatever the fuck that Kodak song is. Like, nigga, that's basically what he was like. He was just like, nah, I'm cool. Thank you, though, for seeing the talent in me or whatever, bitch. But realistically, I am only was looking out for you because I was trying to fuck. And that's why he kept bringing back up Uncle Phil. Like, how did your husband feel about us working together? Like, And she like, nigga, my husband cool. Like, bitch, we just working. I'm, nigga, I'm over whatever you thought was going on. Like, me and my husband in a good place. Bitch, I'm coming to work now. That little fake flirty shit, that shit is out the door. And shout out to Aunt V for being a fucking savage with that one. She like, she like, nah, nigga, it's, you can cut the lights off on that one. That shit ain't here. I'm here for business only. And he kind of, but again, he was showing who he really was. The nigga that Uncle Phil was calling him out on being, he really was him. And he was low-key showing her right then and there. But she couldn't take the hint. They're like, nah, I really ain't trying to do none of that shit because I can't fuck you. Michael Ely's a piece of shit. Uncle Phil tried to warn her. But again, on Vi, on V, whatever, being a woman, not paying attention to the signs that was right there in her face. Merry Christmas. Um, let's shout out to Marlon Wayans. Because I know who Marlon Wayans is, I'm going to say Marlon Wayans did an outstanding job at playing Will's dad. Because I have never seen Marlon Wayans play any thing close to being that serious ever in my life when you when you see marlon williams face you just ready to fucking laugh because everything he plays in he's a fucking clown and i mean that in a fucking an amazing way he's a fucking whole fucking fool on everything he plays so him to play such a serious role that shit was tight and i'm not even gonna fucking hold you bro i don't got kids but i know everybody who had kids and you was watching the way will was talking to fucking marlon bro he was violating that man ain't nowhere hell somebody cue in the black moms around the world boy i brought you into this world i would take you out that shit should have been a sound bite after every fucking cuss word that will let off will call this nigga all types of bitch ass niggas some other shit a fuck nigga what every disrespectful word you could think of that nigga will call fucking marlin oh my god dog i'm like there's no way in hell boy oh my god that restraint that he yoked him up a little bit but that restraint like let's be real i know some people may got wild relationships with their parents and y'all might have got some of this type of arguments off with your parents but for most motherfuckers that i know you ain't talking to your mother or your father like that and still have teeth still be able to talk you ain't have to go to the hospital you ain't have to wear a pair of sunglasses the next day like nigga that shit was crazy and, and the crazy thing is and, and 
I, I f- like I felt like Marlon didn't even like, and when Will was getting mad, of course, and which he should, because nigga, his mother raised him, and his mother is the re- he in Philly because his mom, like his mom, like you know, she pulled the call to Uncle Phil. She was the one who had his best interest at first, so it was kind of he's like, nigga, don't watch with the food. You talking about my fucking mother? But you could tell like Marlon was kind of like, bro, and women do that shit, and this is some shit like that again. When I'm talking real life shit, bro. Bitches will champion you to bang that block when you could buy them bags and you could pres- you can present it easier and a faster lifestyle where they can go out to all these fancy restaurants every week and they can go on trips and do all that shit, bro. Every woman is going to cheer you on and root you on to do that shit. But then when the shit hit the fan, she gonna do what um, she gonna do what Will Mom did. She gonna hit a disappearing act on you. She gonna act like you ain't never do none of that shit. I felt that nigga Marlon when he was saying that shit, bro. I felt that shit to the core of my fucking soul, dog. That's what I'm telling you. That show is so fucking, oh my God, bro. Belly is so fucking relatable. Like, nigga, I come in here, I talk about all these shows. I love them shits equally because if I talk about it, I fuck with it. I'm not just talking about shit just to be talking about it. Um, But that shit, I felt that shit to my soul. But at the same time, I understand, nigga, I've been watching this season just like y'all have. I seen how his moms was holding that shit down and how she was getting frustrated. Like, nigga, I'm working all the, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that shit fucked up. But then even Will kind of was like, the shit he was mad at his, he, the shit he was mad at his father about, he kind of still was like, he threw that shit back in, in, in um, Phil, Uncle Phil and um, V-Face. He was like, for 10 years, where the fuck was y'all at? Yeah, my dad been MIA for 13 years, but y'all left me. You know where I was at in Philly. You knew my mom was struggling. Y'all ain't come back and help her. I'm here for the worst circumstances. So I was basically, he's like, what the fuck is the difference between y'all and him? And when he said that shit to them, and he said it so fast, where if you really wasn't paying attention, you would miss that 10, because I heard the years. His dad was 13. Then when he said 10, he was talking to them. And when he said that 10, their faces completely changed. Their tone was totally different. And you can see through the episode where they kind of was like with Ashley, like Ashley is so funny because she just like her look, she's just so innocent. She just putting two and two together. Like I went to Jeffrey's room and his shit was gone. So I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about, but he's out of here, Jack. Um, but then they even call the dad out like after we'll leave and they just like, bro, the jig is up. We know Jeffrey ain't coming back. You know, it's he not coming back because you continuously lying and y'all continuously keeping secrets. And I do love the space that they are allowing their kids to talk. And, I, and I'm sure a lot of newer parents, y'all, that is maybe not to the extreme of like the language that they use. But I feel like that is, I know a lot of, especially a lot of women who are listening, y'all do have that um, mom friendship in between with your kids. And you kind of pick your hot spots and your cold spots on where it's beneficial to you so you can build a different relationship with your kids where it's more vocal than the relationship y'all probably had with y'all parents. And I get it and I understand it. And watching this show, it kind of makes it even a little bit more understandable for somebody who doesn't have kids. Where some of their conversations come in very late because even tying in, going back, speeding back up a little bit, going into the beginning of the episode when Uncle Phil come in and telling Carlton, like, oh, yeah, boom, let's do the race car thing. And he was, and Carlton was kind of double-checking. This is, like, going to be just me and you? Like, no Will? And it, But the dad understood, like, he could read the room. He's like, well, do you want Will to come in? And Carlton, you know, found this little way to basically say no in, a like, a politically correct way. And he was like, nah, it's going to be just us, boom, 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 the case. And then Carlton was so fucking happy. Because it is a lot of jealousy between him and Will. And, oh, man, again, Ashley. That little fucking 
jab she threw at fucking Carlton at the fucking painting jump when it came to the crown, it was like, ooh, you too young to be that fucking spicy little girl. Watch your fucking mouth. Who you talking to? Because that nigga Carlton was like, what's up with this crown thing? And then when she, she hit that nigga with something like, nigga, you ain't watch your crown or something. Somebody else came and took it. I was like, holy shit. God damn, Ashley. What the fuck, nigga? You working you work smack right now? Don DeMarco. Don DeMarco. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ashley went crazy on Carlton ass on that one. So that shit was just, it's just tight. Like, bro, each, like, I feel like Lisa probably was the only character that I would kind of like ended me off and rub me the wrong way. But everybody just has their little moments where it's just like, you appreciate them. Like they hope, like you can't sit here and say nobody in that character setting is like dead weight. Like every last one of them make their presence felt every episode. Of course, Ashley is the younger one, so it's just hers is little slight jabs, like almost like I tell y'all, like with the Angela Yee thing on the Breakfast Clips. Like if you paying attention through the interviews, you may miss it, but if you catch it in long form, you won't appreciate those one liners a lot. And Ashley holds and she holds her own with those little one-liners, like that little crown joke. Like, yeah, that was a tough one. So it was just yeah, that that shit was tight. Like I said, I, I feel um yeah, that Marlon and Will scene, that shit was crazy. But I think like to me, where the real tear party was at was that fucking Carlton breakdown. Carlton breakdown with Will and even him sliding the money in Will back pocket. That shit was kind of like, uh, it was tight, but it was kind of like, is you sliding his money in his pocket because you don't want this nigga to come back for real? So you're trying to help him really be able to have some money to kind of be able to move around, or are you doing this out of the kindness of your heart? And then that moment between Carlton and Lisa, because I don't think Carlton ever really got to tell anybody else how much he appreciated Will being there. Because everybody else kind of seen it as like, and even when Ashley said it, like, it seems like it comes off as a jealousy thing. And even like the dad kind of read the room when he was talking about going to do the racing shit. Where Carlton was so fucked up and he was just really like pouring, like this the second time this season where you really allow Carlton to show his real emotions. Maybe the third time, because that time with him and Will after the coke shit, that was real emotional. And then even with him and his mom, but this one with him and Lisa at the man, that shit took the key to me. Like he still didn't he threw the jealousy out the window because even when she told him that Will told her that she that he loved her, he didn't let that shit deter how he felt about Will and how important Will was to him and why he needed to find Will. Like that shit to me was like damn. Like, that was top-tier fucking acting, bro. I really caught myself. Like, I'm not even... This is not no cap on this shit. This is dead ass. I was like, holy shit, I'm really about to fucking cry. I can feel my eyes really getting watery. I'm like, holy... I've never in my life cried from watching TV. Because that fucking, like... I, I just... Oh, I'm like... I, and I don't know if it go through on deaf ears when I'm talking about it and when I'm saying it. But it's just that genuine fucking like a free emotional space for black men to be emotional bro that shit is so fucking needed because i'm a nigga bro and i'm a nigga nigga like i'm not i don't even be wanting like that black man and that king shit man y'all can suck my dick with all that shit bro i'm a nigga to the definition top tier whatever the fuck you feel like a nigga is i've checked that box off 20 times so when i can see those times where it's safe spaces to be just vulnerable and be emotional and baby to get your shit off bro that shit to me is like damn it's tight because it's almost like you get to see there's there's freedom for you. It's almost like you can see it's you're you're going if you allow yourself to live enough, you'll find your space where you can be free 
to be emotional. Because that safe space for most men is, fuck, I don't even know if it's a race thing to that. For most men in general, because I feel like I've, I've heard all types of men talk about that shit. And when you find those spaces, those spaces are when niggas cherish that shit the most. And I feel like that's that's what the fuck the Fresh Prince did, bro. That shit just take off. Like, again, the way that shit even in and jazz just come kill it with the fucking bars, the gems that should be floating around Instagram like all day long. That shit is top tier shit. And even just Will just breaking down, like, and him just, like, he's, like, and when you hear Will break down in his emotions, it's still very childish. So it doesn't, like, he doesn't come off, his emotions doesn't come off as a grown man at all. It comes off where I'm kind of like, damn, I wonder do people watch this shit with their kids because he's very emotional in a childish way. I can hear his emotions is very kiddish. And that's why when like Jazz, you can hear when Jazz talk to him, Jazz, everybody talks to him like at a older capacity. Like Jazz talk to him like an older brother will give you free game or your older cousin, like with that type of love and that type of um, elder space. Even when he's asking Hillary for advice, like you can always hear when he's talking to people, it's coming from like the kid's point of view. And that shit is tight to me because it's like he's he's tall, but he's very childish and he still has very childish emotions that come out when he's speaking. Bro, and that's and that's my ballet wrap up, nigga. I'm telling y'all niggas, top five dead or alive. Find another nigga better you can't. All right, before we get into like some of these Grammy nominees and wrapping up and all this other cool shit, let's get into a few two other topics that I really give a fuck about first. Meek Mills and Lil Boosie both sent out thoughts and prayers to YMW Melly because he started going to court, I guess, today, as in Monday, March 4th, right? And, and the crit, excuse me, and the thing where I'm kind of on the fence about some of that shit, cool, he, and this is where I feel like this shit is some clout chasey type shit. For both of them, right? Because, of course, YMW Melly makes amazing music, and he's very popular with the kids, almost like Juice World and shit, right? And, and real quick, just to sidebar, the wildest thing out of that fucking Ari shit, bro, her son went ham on Juice World. Like, what he, he, this little nigga say? I wanted to watch such and such, and you was in there watching Juice World. I hate Juice World. I was like, holy shit. I don't, bro, Juice World got some crazy fans. Like, them kids that really be into, like, the pill rappers, I don't even know if that was a safe fucking place for Ari to fucking post that shit on social media. Because the first thing that went to my mind, like, oh, no, she is bugging for posting him saying this. And he said it like two or three times. Because Juice World got them type of fucking fans is like, like XX, like them type, them kids, their fans are like on some cult, like following type shit. But anyway, going back into Meek Mills and fucking, um, and Boosie. And when I was kind of like, bro, I like it, it. It would be. I would understand it if this was like knock on wood. If this was like Dirk or somebody, right? Like somebody that these niggas actually got real fucking relationships with. Niggas that actually done endless music with. You know, like and well, y'all probably got a real relationship. I can respect that, but bro, I'm not like. I just feel some type of way about like niggas sitting here saying you sending thoughts and prayers to a nigga who was on trial for double homicide. For two of his fucking friends, bro. This ain't for two ops. This ain't for random ass niggas. These is for his men. Niggas who are in videos and pictures with him. Niggas he done rapped about in songs. Like, are you fucking crazy, dog? Like, just have some dignity. Even if you really felt like that, bro. You know what, man? Fuck. You don't have to bring no awareness to this shit. 
you don't have to send no if you're gonna pray for this nigga, pray for him because i'd be feeling like that shit is I, we talk i talked about that shit like when we when i first started recording with fucking jazz and kiana we talking about how people with them fake fucking prayers on social media i like, mean nobody really fuck they put if they tweet that shit or post it on instagram they did not mean that shit before, bro that shit is all for fucking show and i think that's just a weird ass place for two grown-ass men to have show about and and literally where it's to me where it's fucked up is what it like this Especially when you like speaking on like death shit, bro. Those two young men they got killed, bro. They got mother, they got brothers and sisters, they got like mothers and fathers and shit like that. Like they got siblings, they got family members, they got relatives. What if they were fucking fans of yours, and they know that this nigga really killed their fucking people, and y'all fucking like, come on, bro. That shit to me is just like that's like that shit is tacky as fuck, and that shit is just like, come on, bro. Like fuck all that shit. Like it's cool. If y'all feel that way about him, then keep that shit to yourselves. Don't fuck him. I'm I'm good on that. That shit was corny to me. I, I did not like that shit from Boosie or Meek. And I feel like I ain't talked about Meek in a minute. So I I that was my fucking Bills bombing on that one. That shit was corny. I definitely don't think it's like whatever people's situation is about that, like however you feel about YMW Melly, keep that shit to yourself. Like, especially because that shit is like that's like, bro, that's a that shit is just to me is real. That's not just like some random hood beef shit. These was niggas it was like his supposed to be his real friends. Like his one of them niggas was supposed to be like his best friend. That shit is kind of wild. Like let that shit go out. Let him come home and really tell his story if he really free. Let that shit play out. But don't like, uh, come on, bro, I'm cool. And Meek try to fake make like tied into like on some like on that reform shit. Nah, fuck all that, nigga. No, keep that shit to yourself. Anyway, in other news. Big, big, big fucking lotto. Y'all know this is a fucking lotto stand account. Um, if if y'all haven't seen or if you if y'all haven't watched it or seen the clips even fly around, um, lot when even when Lotto did an interview with Joe, um, Joe Button, she she spoke on how like social media. She even said I think on her Breakfast Club interview as well how social media get the best of her. Like she is one of those people who pay attention to the fucking comments and that and that shit gets the best of her. And people have been talking shit about her because they're saying she looks like she's gaining weight and she's getting tired of people calling her fat and say she's gaining weight and she's losing her shape so and she blaming it on birth control she's like all right well fuck it i'm tired of y'all y'all blowing me i'm just going to get the fuck off this birth control and don't say nothing when i turn around pregnant and and when i seen it I, and that shit got sent in a group chat and i was kind of like damn it's so fucked up because it's just like i'm looking at her like lady what's wrong with you what the fuck are you talking about you fat where Nigga, I know endless women who listen to this podcast who send me fucking every fucking mulatto picture before I even get to see the motherfucker. And I follow her my fucking self. And we all be like tongue out emojis and just keep it in the DM, keep it cute. Like, yeah. So it's just like, if she feel like that, the shit where it get frustrating because it's fresh. If, if, if she thinks like that, and when she puts that energy out, now I wonder how other many other women, um, doubt their self or have like self little fucking problems about their weight or how they look because i'm like damn like bro you supposed to be on top of the world right now you got a fucking popping ass fucking album you got songs that people actually fuck with you look fucking good every time you get on the gram you look like fucking money even when you got your cornrows in and you're trying to look rough you still look fucking good and if you fucking having these self-esteem issues that you letting these corny ass people in the comment section get the best of you it's just like i can only imagine what this does to other women who's watching this shit because you sitting here coming out saying you feel like you're too big or people picking on you now what what the fuck is the other woman who got two kids feel about herself or who already like damn now see that's why i need to get a bbl because look at fucking mulatto they talking about her and she smaller than me 
and that shit is it's a trickle down effect and that shit is that shit to me as a man it gets frustrating because it's like how the fuck can I try to talk one of my friends off the ledge from wanting to fucking go get surgery or not wanting to work out or being too hard on myself? And that's a conversation that bro, I had that conversation with women too much and that shit get frustrating. And I understand everybody got their own demons that they got to fight. And, and because I deal with my own insecurities, I just be here to give it a little bit of pushback. And when I see you high strong on that shit, I just let you cook. I'm not about to, I ain't about to fucking, cause I understand it, bro. I get it. Some days I look in the mirror and I be super hard on myself. I ain't gonna say some days, a lot of days, so I understand it, but it's just like, fuck, I, that shit get fussed because it's like, what the fuck can you do about it? And that's, it ties it into, I feel like the whole entire, one almost named this episode is, bro, social media is not real. It's like real people on there just doing a bunch of fake ass shit. <laughs> like, I, I don't, like, that shit is dumb to me, bro, because I could just imagine, like, nigga just being outside and if, if lotto was your girl and like being outside was really a thing and you popping up with that on your dick for tea like oh you remember something like i've been one i've done that shit a million times and that conversation that niggas have niggas then gonna give you the looks and give you the head nods and be like oh you that nigga right boom, boom but then the next day when she ain't around niggas really gonna they gonna gas you the fuck up and man, oh my god you're gonna feel like the king of the fucking hill so when you telling me to diss woman, the woman that if I would normally bring her around, anybody motherfuckers don't talk about her. You, We all had them exes or them motherfuckers that you to bring around your family and people talk about them years later. Even if you got a new significant other, they may not talk about them in front of them on some rude shit, but niggas gonna always have that little backdoor conversation with you. Like, remember such and such you used to bring around here? I told y'all about that story before when it was um me and my one of my like video vixen friends and she was looking for a car and i took her to my godfather joint and them motherfuckers was in the car shop losing their fucking mind as a man you you want like that's to me that's lotto every time i see her so when i hear her say that shit that shit bro is fuck that shit is frustrating me as a man i feel for her and i feel for every woman who's reading that shit along with her and seeing it and it just make them doubt themselves more because it's like if she can't like she ain't the bottom what the fuck is the bar that shit weird bro like that comment section shit is corny. But anyway, um, Kanye West got kicked off of Coachella, I guess, allegedly. That's what they're saying. They're saying the coach did, did Kanye West has been pulled from his Coachella performance, and that basically was saying no Kanye West, and that means no Travis Scott. Again, I don't give a fuck. Who cares? And Kanye West is such a fucking mega superstar, I iconic nigga that all his names is iconic. From Yeezy, that's a fucking tennis shoe brand. From Con just Kanye, bro, he don't even need the West. Just Kanye. Kanye, bro, you got that mother. Nigga is so iconic when he got two different names. That's the same thing with like Beyonce and B or whatever, the Queen B. Like, mother, like that shit don't even be up for debate. You know exactly who the fuck motherfuckers is talking about. Kanye is to that level of nigga. Even Ye. Nigga, he got three. Yeezy, Kanye, and Ye. Bro, he don't need no fucking Coachella. Niggas better look at that fucking fucking Dreamville shit and look at fucking J. Cole and figure out how to. And even fucking Travis, Travis Scott shit probably just went a little too far left this year. But, bro, that should be the bar for niggas. Not sucking dick to be on none of them stupid-ass award shows or none of these white-ass white people fucking festivals. Fuck them festivals, bro. Fuck Coachella. Fuck the Grammys. Fuck the Oscars. Fuck all that wild-ass shit. Y'all keep sucking dick to do. That shit is weird and corny, bro. And that shit to me is almost just like, that's another fucking form of insecurity that just as black people, we just do. And again, shout out to J. Cole for holding his dick on that shit, bro. You got to really think about it, bro. He threw his fucking festival. He knew when the fucking Grammys was going to be. And guess what? He didn't give a fuck. 
He still threw his festival on that fucking day. I don't care who the fuck cares. And my people, I told y'all, go watch that shit like 60,000 plus motherfuckers. Especially when he was performing and it was dark and all them fucking blue, all them fucking phone lights was out. Oh my God, bro. Like this, that shit to me, like, bro, Kanye West, and I, I fuck with Kanye even more. He won his awards and he didn't even go to that. He didn't even, guess what he didn't do? He ain't post that shit on social media. He ain't go to that shit. He don't even give a fuck. Now how y'all feel? Because now you ain't got shit to talk about. The media be so up in the uproar about, oh, I wish he leave that girl alone. Well, guess what? When that nigga don't show up, now what y'all bitch ass niggas got to talk about? And this is when, and when I've even slightly kept saying, like, in this on top five, dead or alive, bro, I mean that because I listen to niggas. And I'm talking about radio niggas. Like, I listen to, like, I don't even just talk about podcasting. I'm talking about motherfuckers who talk Monday through Friday. Bro, y'all was trying to drag the head wheel and Chris shit out for the entire week. Well, you niggas just ain't living then. Y'all ain't lived enough. And you're getting a paycheck for this shit, bro. I still have to live a whole different life and then come on this motherfucker. There ain't no way in hell somebody gonna pay me and I can go live regular fucking life. Man, I'm not talking about that shit for no fucking five days. Man, I was getting frustrated. Let me tell y'all how much I didn't give a fuck about that shit. And for people who send it to me, you know how, like, by, nigga, by Tuesday or Wednesday, you send me anything about Will Smith, I was Googling old white men dicks, and I was sending niggas white, nigga, ask Low Daddy, for anybody who know Low Daddy, took me out the group chat, because I got, every time them niggas said, sent something about Will Smith or fucking Chris Rock, nigga, I sent the fucking old white man dick pic. I sent two old white niggas getting a dick suck. I don't, man, I don't, stop, you don't want to see this gay shit, when well, nigga, I don't want to hear about that shit no more. Next fucking subject. Y'all motherfuckers be trying to fucking hold on these weak ass stories, like, this shit Thanksgiving dinner, like, bro, stick a fork in that shit, this shit is done, nigga. Next, I'm calling for carry out. Get the fuck out of here. Full wings, fried rice, and mumbo sauce, bitch. What's up with y'all? The fuck be... Stop, bro. Shout out to Kanye West for holding his dick. Don't go to none of that shit. Fuck all that shit, Kanye. Fuck that shit. Fuck them white people. Get Find you a black woman and really say fuck that shit. Kanye West definitely should have his own fucking festival. The Yeezy Fest. I'm sure he probably he probably never even going to do this shit, but he probably already got that shit copyrighted because if he didn't, somebody go copyright that shit and put my name beside that shit for y'all. Don't be fucking stingy. Get it to the fucking needy because I need it. Fuck that. Yeezy Fest, bro. Imagine if this nigga Kanye West just did Yeezy Fest. And if he really was on some big dick energy shit for real, for real, he would do Yeezy Fest the same fucking day they do Coachella and do that shit somewhere in Cali and see what's really popping. And I would do it if I was him, it'd be me, Drake, and fucking Travis Scott. And whoever the fuck else he feel like getting. All the niggas that ain't on there, Lord Dirk and none of them niggas ain't on that Coachella. I would get all them niggas. It would be me, but I would be headlining. It would be me and Travis Scott headlining this motherfucker. And I would have Drake and whoever the fuck else is special guest. And I would tell them niggas to suck my dick now. What's cracking, bitch? That's what you got to do. You got to fight fire with fire, bro. Y'all niggas got to stop being slaves to your own fucking fame. And really, man, this one, I'd be like, oh, my God. Y'all niggas be missing it. Fuck that shit. Again, shout out to fucking Jasmine Sullivan for, um... Winning her first Grammy. We talked about Fabio Foreign earlier. He got an album coming out this fucking Friday. Him and Carly Ray. I said Carly Ray. That's not that girl name. It's Cole. What is it? Corley? Corley Ray? Both of them got an album coming out this Friday. I'm going to definitely listen to both of them shits. Nine times I... Which one y'all going to listen to first? Nine times I'm going to listen to the Fabio first. I feel like I kind of know what I'm going to get with the Corley Ray joint. But... I kind of feel like I know what I'm going to get with the Fabio joint too, but I do just want to hear the Fabio shit first anyway. I'm just, I'm sorry. It is what it is. Um, Real quick, just back into the Grammy shit. And I did, SZA definitely had crutches on the joint. And people were saying that SZA was faking her injury with the crutches and the ankle bandage for clout. I don't know how having crutches that fuck your outfit up is a clout thing. I don't get it. I don't know how, maybe because I don't understand how clout works. 
and a lot of goofy shit that y'all would do to go viral or get likes i won't do so i probably don't get it and that's why i don't register to me but shout outs to punch from tde he took up a scissor and was like y'all motherfuckers are really crazy and delusional ain't nobody walking around with fucking crutches for fucking clout and not when you why do i need clout for i just want a fucking grammy and shout outs to doja cat bro i Y'all, people give Doja Cat a lot of hard times for a lot of bullshit she done done on fucking the websites. But Doja Cat is a nigga, bro. Anybody, bro, her, no, listen to him. Like, she didn't, now guess what? Ain't nobody say that she was faking that pee break. Because motherfucker, she definitely came with her dress was still cocked to the side. She literally get on the stage and talking and trying to fix her dress and like, nigga, scissors, say something so I can fucking get myself together because I literally just ran off the fucking toilet to come in and accept this award. Bro, that was like on some old dirty bastard level of niggatry at the fucking Grammys. And again, I of course I didn't watch it. There's no way in hell I could have watched that bullshit while I was watching the basketball game and watching um the Dreamville shit. But I'm just reporting the fucking shit that I seen on the fucking um the blogs. And then Cardi B went head back and forth with her fans about why she wasn't there. And then Cardi B again, why I love Cardi and why I think we all love Cardi, because it's the authenticity. That's how you say the word. She's very authentically herself. That's that sounds way better, bro. She was just like, I never told y'all niggas I was going to the Grammys, and why the fuck would I go? I don't have no new music to perform. I'm not just spending money just to go somewhere to make y'all niggas happy. What the fuck am I going there for? I post on my page. I know where the fuck I'm at. I'm in the fucking house, and I'm in New York City. But that that's that you know it was so fucked up in the space that Cardi's in. One, because she got always going to have to deal with them troll-ass bobs. Uh, I told y'all, like, how I, I, we, I, I think we all love Nikki, but we hate the bobs. Um, so she's going to always have to deal with them motherfuckers. And then she's going to always have to deal with, like, the, and I, and I notice that shit sometimes when I even use different, like, hashtags. And it's just, like, mainstream shit. You just have, like, random-ass low-life people just make comments. And you, you just got to catch yourself. Like, But I get it. Cardi is such a she's seeing all that shit on it like a thousand times of a fucking um level where you just where that shit get frustrating she'd be like mo shut the fuck up i'm still just like bro get off my dick i don't want to go to that shit i'm i'm i didn't go and y'all know i wasn't going bitch i never said i was going i didn't act like i was going i didn't allude to that i was going get the fuck off my dick and she went ham on a bunch of motherfuckers and then she ended up um she ended up deleting her instagram and her twitter like she scratched all that shit clean god damn big younger from north carolina i said look like steve francis son this nigga got hurt again tonight it's like 38 seconds left in the game kansas up 70 to 69 fuck he jolly Ooh, that was a tough little ankle sprain. Um, yeah, so she basically was telling niggas, like, suck my dick. Like, y'all, like, keep pressing me. And then they was basically, and then some of her, but don't get me wrong, some of her fans did have reasonable clapbacks. They was just like, bro, you've been saying you was going to give us new music since, like, 2019. And we ain't got an album. We ain't got shit, but, like, a song since then. I get it. Like, if you are an actual fan of hers, I do understand where that shit can get frustrating. And I think this is, and I don't know if that necessarily is just being a fan. I think that's kind of being a stand because I do feel like it's so much, um, one is so much other music out here and there's so many other women out here putting out music. You can find music other places, right? But I get it. If you're a fan of somebody, you want to hear from them. You don't want to hear from a bunch of them. I'm sure people know the difference between like, I show future fans deep down inside for like that, but because future fans are so fucking street and so hood, they're never going to sit on social media and like argue with him and troll him on that type of shit. But Cardi B is a way bigger artist on a way larger mainstream level. So she got to deal with some of that shit. But I, I always appreciate Cardi B is never too, what motherfucking um, 
Michelle Obama say, when they go low, we go high. No, Cardi B and my uncle Shala voice, when they go low, we gonna take it to the motherfucking flow. And that's Cardi B for real. Oh, Social media, why are we still talking about just, are we here? So I'm just going to wrap this shit up on Grammy shit. Social media was upset that fucking Louis C.K. won um, a Grammy Award after his 2007. Oh, my God. That nigga would have hit that shit. That would have been insane. Come on, North Carolina. Get what you want. Get a bucket. Oh, come on, love. Give it to the love, nigga. Oh, you crazy. Shit. Um, yeah, but Louis, Louis C.K., basically, you know, he had those... um. He had those sexual allegations towards him in 2017, and it was and that shit didn't even seem. I don't know why it didn't seem like it was that fucking long ago. But it was about him. Um, he never touched nobody. He actually got in trouble for just beating his dick in front of motherfucking girls. Like he never actually physically touched nobody. His thing was, hey, come to my room, and he get to jacking his man in front of bitches. But they was mad. He won a Grammy. I don't even know what the fuck he. I think because you know, I think you can turn. Um. Cause I think Dave Chappelle got a Grammy for his comedy special. <laughs> Excuse me. So I think you can turn because it is an audio. So if you put it out, like on, I guess on plat on audio platforms, you can turn your um your card. I mean, your, I said card. I said cardio. Your uh your comedy specials into audio. So he did. He got one a Grammy for that shit, and people was mad because he was supposed to be canceled. And again, black people keep telling y'all only people who get canceled is us. White people don't get canceled. And hey, Louis C.K. just proved it to y'all. Enjoy y'all fucking awards. Lord Nas X was very upset that he didn't win no awards. Hey, I don't know to tell you, Lord Nas X. <laughs> the Grammys, <laughs> the Grammys have they got they got talented creator. They don't need the old like they got the cool gay. They don't need the like the fucking. They don't need the extra. Everybody ain't here for the extra shenanigans. I, mean, what, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Antonio Brown deletes a clip of him and fucking. Uh, What's my girl? Keisha Cole. They definitely had a couple pictures of them out and about together, and it looked like Keisha Cole had an AB tattoo on her, but he deleted that picture off his Instagram because, you know, people probably was getting spicy in the comments section. Real last topic I'm going to let you, before I let y'all roll. Did y'all see the picture? What's, what's, what's Chloe's sister name? What is her name? Ha, da, 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 da. What is this young lady's name? It is, is it Haley Bailey? Is that her name? Yeah, Haley, right? It's Haley Bailey. Do, is she the younger sister? I, I don't want to Google. I'm just talking to y'all. Uh, is she the younger sister? Because for some reason, I I I feel like I'm looking at a kid when I look at her. I believe she's younger than. Is she younger than Chloe? Because that her shaking bit. Yeah, I'm cool. I was cool on that one. I can't look. It, it ain't it, that shit. Don't hit the same. She looks like a little girl. Like I don't want no parts of that shit. But shout outs to what's the Lord YouTube nigga name who put out the uh Moonwalking and Calabasas song. The little niggas a sniper. Y'all better be careful. Hide your kids, buddy. Cause that little nigga, he is he out here doing numbers on the low to the young and, and to that what's that like the shade room team demographic? That little nigga out here hitting. He had Ruby Rose and now he got her. That little nigga nice with it. I'm I'm I, you, you salute a player when you see one. Uh, what else we got? TV punch is it? Uh, oh yeah, for people who matter of fact, one shout out to Ice T. Ice T is a real OG. I, Ice T being in the gym working out, and this is the difference between women and men. Because I'm not even hold. I seen that picture of Ice T and him no shirt off in the gym, and I sent it to one of my homegirls. I'm like, bro, and you got the nerve to be on here fucking complaining about your fucking stomach? 
this nigga Ice T look like he went to the gym for like two days. He, he like he got a decent, have decent like, and and this is a trick. Niggas who work out, y'all know this little trick. You get a nice little decent pump, you can get a a good shot where it look like you more cut than you really is. It's just your shit like it, it's pumped up. It's, it it look it look more than what it actually is. And Ice T took a picture and posted the shit on nigga Ice T old as a bitch, but he definitely looked in shape for his older age. And he, I, I respect anybody who don't did not scared to show their body off on social media because I am. I'm terrified. I'm not going to hold you. I won't do it. Sorry. I ain't got the balls for it. I'm not going to lie. But Ice-T did it. Um, oh, yeah. So a judge made Tasha K delete that shit. That video. And this is where it really fucked her up because I'm sure I don't know how much money that video has made her, but I'm sure she was okay with that story getting popular and her baby to keep it up on YouTube because then people hear about the story and then they'll want to go be like, oh, what happened between, like, if you didn't know about the story, you're going to want to see what, what happened with her and Cardi and you can go look for it. Now the judge made her, no, you got to delete that shit. It has to be gone. It ain't, that shit can't sit up on nowhere. Delete all of that shit. So now you got to pay that bread and you ain't getting no more money off that video. That's where it's going to hurt, buddy. That's where it's going to hurt. Again, um, I feel like I touched every fucking thing. Pause no homo, bro. I'm, I, I feel like this was a flu game. I feel like I put on an amazing episode. I'm definitely going to listen back to see how, if my voice sound crazy or did it sound low-key fire. Like, was I giving, like, Lil Wayne, lean Lil Wayne or, like, some prime Jadakiss type situation. But I appreciate y'all again for listening to another week. The final score so far on this Kansas-North Carolina game is 72-69. It is 3.2 seconds left in the game. Unless something miraculous happens, Kansas City will be your 2022 National Men's Champion. Again, I appreciate y'all for listening for another week. I'll holler at y'all next Tuesday. Y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay safe. It's the GOAT. I'm out. Matt T.I. hit him with the, it's the king, bitch.